Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, a podcast right after the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 52 in Minnesota is done, and stats-wise, one of the strangest Super Bowls is the Philadelphia Eagles. They win their first Super Bowl championship, 41-33 over the New England Patriots. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> get I, something uh, bigger than the Super yes. Bowl? Yes. Oh my gosh. All I've heard about for years, and it's probably been two years, is how fucking great this is life. This is life is the best fucking... This is us. This is us, what I'm saying. <laughs> this is us. I'm like, what are we talking about? Go ahead. This is us. This right. is the best fucking show ever with... Uh, Mandy fucking... Moore. Mandy Moore. Yep. Rocky Jr. Yes. Uh, Mike and Molly. No, it's not the Thor. Same. <laughs> Thor. No, I think it's the Flash, though. I think the guy was the Flash. Look at you, Mike and Molly. You're just going to name the first fat chick that jumps in your head. And Chris Darden. <laughs> They're all on this show. It is not Christopher Darden. He was Chris Darden in the fucking OJ show. Okay, good So God. tonight, boy, they're just counting down. They are. They're pushing Doug Peterson off yeah. the stage. Come on. We got to get to this. How many of these episodes have you seen until tonight? Um, I've seen probably combined prior to tonight half hour. Okay. Tonight was the night, though, because exactly. you know the dad is dying tonight. I saw the one, and it may have been one of the first ones. Okay. When they went to modern day, and the the Mandy Moore showed up with uh, fucking Eric Estrada or whoever that guy was, <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Latino guy, yeah, Enrique Iglesias, yeah, the dad's best friend, yeah, and you're like, wow, I didn't see it, yeah. and then we figured out that that Rocky Junior died, so it had been building all day, yes. so dramatic, and the flames and everything. Dave, I watched. I, I, I'm late getting down here because I couldn't turn the show off at how more shit <laughs> oh my this gosh, fucking show you. is. You understand this it's fu- won so many awards. Oh, my God. It's so fucking cliche. It's so overacted. It's shit. I swear <laughs> to God, that guy got the... F- he went back in that fire just to get the fuck out of that show. <laughs> he was like, God damn. I let fucking uh, Ralph Tresvant off the, the roof. Yeah. <clears throat> I let Mandy Moore yeah. off the roof. I let Mindy Cohen off the roof. And then <laughs> I'm like, Cohen. and then he's like, fuck, I'm still here. And I got to stay in this shit show. Mindy Cohen, the fat chick from Facts of Life. And She's had her name mentioned on the air anywhere in 40 goes, years. He goes, I fucking know Nicole Eggert. There's shit going on. I'm jumping back in the fire. That whole show was just shit. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't believe how shitty it was. I couldn't believe... How cliched and overacted. It, it was <laughs> fucking terrible. <clears throat> no, oh, God. Jesus. Did you cry? I, no. You know, it's funny you say that. I'm watching the show because. Were you watching it tonight? I was trying to because I didn't know when you were coming coming down East Lake. Yeah. So I'm sitting there going, well, I'm going to watch as much as I can. Yeah. And then I'll leave. I'll, I'll tape it. And I'll watch the rest. So I watched the part that you're talking about. I yeah. see the whole, every scene that you just talked about, and then I look over to my right, and my wife and tears are just oh, rolling in her face. Oh, fuck it. Just rolling in her face. No, I did not cry. Okay, I, did yeah. you see how he ended up dying? Yes, I did. Okay, I, listen, I've been dealing with a lot of <laughs> sudden death recently. <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, he's got smoke in his lungs yeah. from going in to save the fucking dog, yeah. Tootie. Oh, I have to do a death dedication about a dog dying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. fuck. So he goes to the hospital. Mandy Moore goes to get a candy bar. Yeah. In that time that she's gone, she makes two quick phone calls and a candy bar. He has cardiac arrest and dies. Yeah. 
I guess in 1988, they didn't have the 98. fucking... Yeah, 98. We're on the air 98. 98. Yeah. They had that shit where you could go clear. Yeah, they did. Taj Melson from the Gulls <laughs> zapped zap the guy back to life. They... Fuck you, Jack. <laughs> hey, uh, do you have a moment? She's just eating, eating a, a Mars bar. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my fucking God, right? Uh, one of the... One of the challenges is when you bring smoke into the lungs, you're susceptible yeah. to cardiac arrest. We've lost your husband. Holy shit. They're trying harder on fucking Dr. Chris, yeah. uh, Australian vet, to save some fucking woolly mammal on Saturday mornings that they tried. And then they just walk out. Yeah. They just all walk out. And then she comes in and he's just fucking starched yeah. out. Wow, that was great. Holy shit. <laughs> That you. was the biggest fucking crock of shit. You know what's funny is that show that goes, you know, back and forth as far as age goes. You yeah. know, and you're yeah. trying to figure out how many, how many cast members do they actually have on the show, and they're done. Oh. And you realize, man, they're like almost thirty people that work on the show. They're they just should actors. all be ashamed of themselves tonight. <laughs> they should all be ashamed <laughs> for actors. promoting that shit. And it goes up and out. So in my mind, I try and do the time thing. Like, how old are the kids? You have to figure it out. The kids are born why in night. Why do you do that? I don't why know. Why do you waste to. the time? Because here's the deal. I've watched every episode. The kids are born in 1980. Same year as Philip Rivers. How crazy is that? Same year. So 1980. The Super Bowl is when he dies. The day of the Super Bowl is the one here in San Diego. Packers, Broncos. Yeah. So you're doing the math and go, okay, the kids are are 17 years old. And I'm watching. But here's the deal with Mandy Moore. What shirt was she wearing tonight? Steelers. Steelers. Terry Bradshaw, three-quarter sleeve down. Yeah. She looked great. No, she she does look great. Now, here's the deal. That shirt. They only sold that shit like in the late 70s in the Sears catalog. I know because I had a Pat Hayden version that I wore four times a week. Yeah, where could you get the adult version? Yeah, that's what I want us to know. In 1998, really? You pulled out a jersey from freaking 1977? Yeah. Bullshit, Mandy. Come on, Mandy. Come on. Could have done a better job. Yeah, give me a fucking break here, okay? <laughs> give me a little bit of a fucking break. Okay? Where's your Bubby Brister jersey? Where's your fucking Mark Malone jersey, bitch? <laughs> get off your high horse. So you hate the show. You're never going you, back. You know what, Dave? I'm telling you right now. You, you're going to, any of you that like that shit, yeah. you're going to look back on that show and you're going to be laughed at the way we laugh at people that like 30-something. Anybody like 30 Dude, something? Dude, I never watched like, 30 something. Um, I understand, yeah. but anybody right You're now right. who goes, you know what? Yeah. Boy, I have to tell you, when I watch This Is Life and I think about This, this Is Us, <laughs> Jesus. Us, and it's so moving and real. It brings me back to Ken Olin and Timothy Busfield in 30 something. You'd be like, get yeah. your pussy ass out of here now. Just get the <laughs> fuck out of here, for Christ's sake. Listen. When Ken Olin was dealing with premature balding at a young age, and they supported him, it was emotional. <laughs> Didn't you hear the commercial? This is a once-in-a-lifetime show. How many times did NBC have to tell you that? That's why I'm 20 minutes late. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, you got to see it. You know, okay, let me tell you a payoff. Yeah. This is a fucking payoff. A payoff is in the movie The Hitcher. In The Hitcher, it was Rutger Hauer. Yeah. And see Thomas Howell and some chick who was in there too. And there was this scene in there where they, they picked up Rutger Hauer's. Okay. Did you ever see this movie? Yes, I know what you're talking about. And it gets really we, bad. We had to see Thomas Howell on the, there once. I love him. Yeah. He'd welcome here anytime. He's a friend. And there was this scene where Rutger Hauer, remember they had a dude tied. 
to like two halves of like part of like a semi and in the back. Yeah. And Rutger Howard's just looking at C. Thomas Howell and the chicks just crying and screaming, no, no, no. And all of a sudden, Rutger Howard just stone faces him yep. and hits the gas pedal. And you just hear that. What? <laughs> he shredded that guy in half. That's the way this dude should have died tonight. Rutger Howard should have tied that guy to a semi and pulled Jack apart. That would have been a fucking payoff. Not with Mandy Moore still hot, eating a Mars bar, and just the hospital staff being like, well, sorry. Ah, shit. Let me tell you something. He if went show, If the show went the way just like that, we're all Rutger sudden, Howard, yeah, they what, just yanked him and pulled him apart. People would be talking more about that yes. tomorrow than the Super Bowl. Yes. Rutger <laughs> Howard. What the fuck just happened to the show? Oh, Jesus Christ. Jack was just, he ran out of gas right in the middle of Alhambra. And this crazy fucking Rutger Hauer shows up. Son of a bitch, I ain't lying. He ties him to a semi, and he looks right in Mandy Moore's beautiful brown eyes, and he just fucking hits a gas pedal. And you could just hear him rip. Go watch that scene from The Hitcher. Fucking, that's a payoff. Not this bullshit. Do you mind if I eat the Mars bar? I'm so hungry. Yeah, go ahead. We got nothing but time. Your fucking husband's dead in there. He ain't going anywhere. And I apparently am making uh, yeah scale, so I don't have. I they're not paying me to go try to fucking shock him back to life. Fucking guy was dead in five seconds. He was five seconds. He was done. Like, <laughs> it was absolutely done. But that was the the payoff. And the deal is when you they for, tried for the harder show. to save fucking Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> After Jack Ruby fucking killed a guy who killed the president, then they tried to save this fucking asshole tonight. (laughs) Lee Harvey Oswald got more treatment, better treatment than Rocky Jr. got. That's a good point. Fuck him. Damn. Glad he's dead. And how about that shit, too? A Philadelphia yeah. kitty. They fucking kill him no shit. on the night the Eagles win. <laughs> the Eagles Fuck win. you. The, here's the deal. I watched the show, and I kept saying to my wife, I'm just waiting for him to die. Honestly, I wanted to see this guy get to the point. We all know he's dead. How yeah. does it happen? So now I wonder, okay, now that he's finally died, do the ratings for that show still stay through the roof? Or does it drop that off? Show, people going, I don't need to watch this shit anymore. Jump the shark. <laughs> I've only watched half an hour. You watched an hour and a half, maybe, yeah. if the show combined in two oh, years. Oh, that was shit. That oh was gosh. total fucking shit. I won so shit. many damn awards. It's so bad. You see, you see fucking better acting in any fucking early Herschel Savage movie. <laughs> yeah, there's a payoff. Talk about yeah, payoffs. Payoff. They never disappoint. You better fucking close your eyes. <laughs> they never disappoint. Mandy Moore. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's funny. Talking about old TV and how TV was done. Yesterday, yeah. I'm flipping through the channels. Okay. And um, my son's down from Irvine, and the Jeffersons are on. Oh, And I was shit. like, okay, put info. I go, okay, when's the last time? When did the show air? 1976, yeah. it says. So we're watching the Jeffersons. I'm not kidding. It took three seconds before Tom dropped the N-word. Oh, at, yeah. At Tom's George. a motherfucker. But he, because <laughs> George called him honky, and he drops the N-word back, and my kid goes, oh, my God, CBS let that go? And I said, yeah. I, I have no idea. I don't remember that at all, that the Jeffersons, you could say the N-word back in the 70s well, I, on TV. I think where the hostility came from, and I'm really shocked nobody's ever got into this before. I think George hated Tom, <clears throat> Tom not based solely on the fact that he was white, yeah. but that he goes, wait a minute. I am a successful entrepreneur, man of color in a time when that doesn't really happen. And this big pile of shit with the comb over got the much hotter wife. He did. Roxy Roker was yeah. nothing wrong with her. No. Now, she had a 
she had a shitty attitude. And that's because Tom Dan fucked that attitude out of her. And that's what George knew. George knew it the whole time. He's like, I'm here with fucking yeah. Wheezy. Yeah. Okay, here's the funny thing. Sherman Hemsley, what do you think the age difference is? This is my favorite thing about TV now, that you can push info and find out how old everybody is and yeah. where they were born. What's the age difference of Wheezy and Sherman Hemsley? Oh, shit. How many years apart do you think they are in real life? Oh, shit. I would have no idea. Uh, two? 21. Shut up. 21 years. Wheezy was born in 1918. Shit. I, I, I call bullshit. <laughs> I swear to God, I looked it up. And I'm, you're thinking, if you're George Jefferson, you're like, wait a second. I'm Isabel the Sanford? This, Isabel Sanford was born in 1918. She was great on that yeah. show. God, she was. That was yeah. They were so fucking. You know who I yeah. hated? I hated I that. I got to look it up again. Go ahead. I hated that English fucker. Yeah. Who? And I hated the English fuck. I hate a lot of people on that show. <laughs> the, maid, out a, the maid who everybody loved? Yeah, I didn't have any time for her little bullshit. You know what? You're fucking scrubbing toilets, sweetie. Maybe fucking <laughs> she got her own her own show. Marla? Yeah, no, two two seven. She was born nineteen seventeen. She died in two thousand four. How old was she fucking when she That's died? That's what I'm saying. She she well, let's see. Nineteen you and I just watch you and I do math right here. Yeah. 80, well she would have been eighty three. Yep. No. She would have been eighty three to get to two thousand. She would have been eighty seven when she died. Eighty seven. Yeah. You're right. Fuck. There you go. How about and that? And how old uh how she was old born she born in nineteen thirty eight. God, he looked like shit. Yeah. He must have fucking lived yeah. it, huh? Yeah, tw- so 21-year difference. How's that? Well, I, I think that's much more credit to Weezy than it is to George. Yeah, well, I agree with that. I'd be going, what the hell's going on here? What the fuck? Now, what about Rock- <laughs> now, Roxy Roker is she the mother too young. Yeah. of Lenny Kravitz. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She died way too young. She died in the 90s. No, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, because <laughs> Tom didn't fuck the bad attitude out of her. Uh, that's the you problem. should work for TV Guide. <laughs> Jesus. Tom fails to satisfy, what was her name? Ah, oh, God dang it. Tom and... Ellen. Hot- Helen or Ellen? Oh, Helen. Helen Willis. Helen Willis. Short for hot thing. Yeah, I remember as a kid. That's when I knew right then that I should have grew up in like the Sweetwater District. Yeah. <laughs> Because my fucking weakness was always like Roxy Roker. Yeah. Here was my other weakness in high she school. She was 66 years old when she died. Died in God 1995. Born her. in 1929. Not enough people talk about her. No. Well, we just did. I knew that I should have lived in the fucking Sweetwater District because my fucking weakness was yeah. chicks, like Latin, Latino chicks. Yeah. And the thing about the Latino chicks, when we would go to fucking TJ... All these girls from down here were there. Ah, oh, I was fucking, I was smitten. <laughs> they fucking had their stonewashed jeans, yeah. and they all had that crazy shit in their hair that yeah. made their hair look. It kind of looked like female Jerry curl. Yeah, but they had the hot, God. I was like, you are yeah. in. Every one of you is a little hotter than the other one. Any of you related to Sheila E? Fuck, you I all look know. like or the Jets. <laughs> you got a hold of them. Jesus, the Jets. I've heard of the Jets in forever. That's funny as shit. They Damn all it. fuck, and I didn't care. Yeah. Filipino, yeah. Latino, yeah. black. Yeah. They all had that same fucking, the belly shirt, the fucking stonewashed jeans, and that crazy yeah. fucking high. Yeah, and the white Reeboks. White fucking Velcro <laughs> Reeboks, you bitches. You knew you were my fucking kryptonite. <laughs> Shit! Oh, I loved all of them, and I go back to Encinitas. Yeah. 
They'd all be blonde, chewing gum. Get out of here. Bring me back to National City, please. Please. Where they all were the greatest girls. And I still, yeah. anytime I see them, like any of the girls from down, oh, fuck. Yeah. They're the greatest. I'm not even being, a, yeah. I'm not even being facetious. That was absolutely it for me. Yeah. I was you like, spent all your time in Cardiff and you should have been uh, on Highland Avenue. I, fucking Highland Avenue would have been great. If I just fucking, all I had to do, I was so busy dicking around working at a sporting goods store. Yeah. I should have worked at a fucking beauty supply store. I'd have met every one of those chicks coming in buying their pick (laughs) and whatever that shit was they were putting in their hair. Fuck. I'd have given them all employee discount. Wink, wink. What's up? Hello, beautiful. Oh my gosh. Did you hear the new color me bad? Wink, wink. (laughs) Be fucking on. And they smelled good too. There you go. They all smelled good. Where you were like, shit. Against the East girls smell like weed. They don't smell like like weed and bad memories. (laughs) Fucking National City girls smell like heaven. Oh my God, that's too damn funny. Yeah. Uh, So, oh, hang on. I'm going to bring this up. Go ahead. I have a million things to ask you. Go ahead. So, uh, uh, you may have heard our friend C.S. Keys passed away. Yes. Tragedy. Way too young. So uh, a couple weeks back, we had a, uh, <clears throat> a fight night at OG's yeah. down here. And it was uh, me and Dave and Jim and Sean and Mike Lamar. Mikey Lamar. I would have got there. Okay. Just want to make sure you don't forget. Mikey Lamar. And it was great. Uh, CS Love Fight Night. It was wonderful. And uh, I kind of felt like we had put a ball on uh, a life that was ended way too short. Uh, yesterday, I'm in L.A. For the day. And I come home, and all names have been removed from this story out of respect because I like them all and I love them all. But I, I get like a nine page or nine paragraph email about uh, the celebration of life that's being planned for CS. And somehow I've been assigned to the planning committee. Now, when the fuck this happened, I have right? no idea. I only, well, I got nothing but time. I leave for Carlsbad <laughs> at six in the morning. I get home at seven at night. I hang out for an hour. Yeah. I drive the fuck down here. Because that old cocksucker Leisure Bolt's got five days to live, and he hates when I do the show over the phone. So what the fuck? I'll drive another <laughs> half hour each way, get home at 11. But uh, now I'm on this fucking planning committee for the CS Memorial, yeah. which is coming up March 24th. Now, I'm looking at this fucking thing, and I'm like, are we doing this for CS, or are we doing this for Smokey fucking Robinson? Oh, shit, really? Well... We need, they're planning fi- 500 fucking people. Who does, okay, I don't want to ask you who because I, you don't want to mention names. I'm not, I, I'm not because I, I like yeah. them all. They're all friends. 500 people. So now I'm looking at this bullet list of shit that the planning committee that I've been assigned to, uh, we need uh, security. We need so security. Security. Who asked for security? What's going to happen? Yeah, what the fuck? He wasn't fucking Biggie and Tupac. <laughs> yeah. We don't need Josh Dumel there promoting his show. Like security? The fuck? What? What am I gonna call Curtis yeah. Lewa? And the guardian <laughs> angels there? So then, uh, and it's like, um, uh, you know, the the family will not be responsible for anything financial. I, uh, all right. Well, who the fuck is? Yes. Well, let's start a GoFundMe. So I go okay, and I go look at the GoFundMe. It's only twenty five hundred bucks. They really. If you can help out, we we sent the link out. He was an amazing guy. But then uh, 
They're like, we Wait need. A so it's five dollars a guy. Yeah, apparently that's it. Shit, five dollar cover. We got it all done. Maybe you could get a cinnamon roll and then tell CS stories. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> we'll tell CS stories to you and the security guard. I, I said to a friend of mine, I go, fuck, do, do I need to pick up Diana Ross at the airport or do you? We're flying in the fucking Isley Brothers? What the fuck happened here? What is going on? Now we need 500 fucking programs printed. Oh. And then they said, uh, then they said, hey, we would like uh, Jim or the lovely Katie Temple or Jeff to consider being MC. Katie wrote today... Why don't we just share it? And I just wrote, respectfully, I'm dropping out. I'll Did you really? Yeah. Good for I'm not fucking you. I don't want to say good for you, but good for you. I'm not emceeing anything. Well, hello, everybody. How yeah. are you? Great. Thank you all for coming out today on this. I'm just going to be there. Don't ask me to release any fucking white doves or butterflies <laughs> like they do at every horse shit wedding where 90% of the fucking butterflies are dead in the box. And then little kids cry because <laughs> they feel bad that they murdered it. I'm just like, there's a part of me where I'm like, I already fucking said goodbye on March 20 or uh, two weeks ago. Yes, he did. Uh, now, all of a sudden, uh, I get 500 people, MC it, get yeah. programs printed. Like I said, fucking book, uh, boys to men. <laughs> I'm like, how the fuck did I get involved in any of this shit? So when you said you're dropping out, did anyone say anything? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Hang well, well it's funny when you said you got this email. I didn't open any emails. I didn't open any oh, really? messages. I saw well, a bunch of. I'm sure of... CS appreciates your. And nothing against CS. But at the same time, I'm like, wait a second here. So fucking blind against these shit. <laughs> um, I don't think. I just. I'm, yeah. Look, I loved him. He was family to me. We already said goodbye to him. If you weren't fucking there, if you didn't want to show up, then that's fine. Yeah. If you're going to do something else on that week in the 24th, of course, if I'm there, I will show up. But then they're like, ah. We got to figure out a way so we can uh, video this thing and ship it back to the family on the East Coast. I'm like, well, apparently CNN's going to go live with it. <laughs> and holy shit. <laughs> like 500 people, security. Because I thought when they said this, yep. I said, you know what? He didn't live far from Aztec Park. We do my kid's birthday there all the time. My feeling was, and it's still my feeling. Yeah. And if I, I'm probably kicked out of any future planning committee meetings but who gives a shit i tell you everything of this fucking thing i don't hide anything i would say you know what we're gonna fucking do here's what we're gonna do yeah we're not gonna print programs we're not gonna get folding chairs okay we're not gonna bring fucking smoking the miracles out here we're just gonna go to aztec park we're gonna go to aztec park and we're gonna remember our friend because by the time march 24th gets here yeah I hate to remind everybody, it'll be 11 weeks since he passed away. He passed away on January 13th, or fucking whatever it is. 10 weeks. Okay, he's been gone for 10 weeks. Let's just get together and say hello. And and I'm not going to send a fucking video feed across the country to, so all his friends in Panama can... I don't have fucking time for that shit. Leave me the fuck alone. This is longer than the Elton John farewell tour. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. Ridiculous. It's like the... <laughs> So when you said you're dropping out, Katie didn't jump on you? Nobody jumped on you to go, what the fuck, Jeff? They haven't yet. Not yet. I don't think. What if Katie says, wait a second, Jeff, I'm bringing Heather Myers? 
Uh, Katie doesn't have to bring anybody. As long as, <laughs> fuck. Katie's been so fucking big. I haven't seen Katie in probably a year. Really? Yeah, I haven't seen her in yeah. like a year. Um, I, uh, Heather Myers, yeah. Aloha. Oh, hang I got on. Things. Oh, hang on. Oh, hang on. Oh, I've shit. got a. I've got a. Oh, I'm already out. <laughs> uh, so here's right now. Yeah, here's what I wrote. I respectfully drop out, but look forward to seeing everybody on that day. Uh, to which was okay, Jim. I like Katie's idea about you team teaming up to share MC responsibilities. Are you game? Well, that's March 24th. Yeah. Now, uh, fuck, I think Jim and Katie will do a wonderful job. Yeah, well, Jim's in Minnesota right now. Hasn't looked at his phone in 48 hours. <laughs> so, Jim, congratulations. You're going to do a wonderful yeah. job. Um, where the fuck's Brian Christie? He hasn't done shit in 15 years. <laughs> bring him out. Where's Stan Miller? Exactly. Well, Good you point. know what? I'll tell you what. Bring out fucking Laura Buxton, yeah. and I'll be there. Laura Buxton <laughs> filled in on Roger Hedgecock's show. This is why Laura Buxton's fucking great. Now, I always, I always liked Laura Buxton. Yeah. I thought she was cool and talented. And holy fuck, was she funny. So I'm uh, running the board for Hedgecock's show, and I'm getting her all set up, and she's got this look in her eye that's so funny. And I go, you all set? It's like 11.58. We're yeah. getting ready to go on at 12 noon. And uh, she goes, oh, yeah, I'm all set. And I go, all right. Well, we're on in two minutes. She goes, hey. I go, yeah? She goes, you did a good job. There's a blowjob in it for you. I fucking was dying. The whole time she's doing the show, every now and then she'd say something and yeah. just fire off a big wink. Ow, Look fuck. At cool. She's a female Harvey Weinstein. Dude. Time's up, Laura. <laughs> Time's up. <laughs> the fucking coolest person. Yeah. Coolest fucking person going. I don't know what happened. I don't know where she yeah. is, but goddamn, we'd had so many fucking losers filling in our Rogers show. She was so she was fucking. She could have done really talk radio. Laura Buxton yeah. could have done talk radio. I just sat there and watched her. She's so fucking That's cool. She's breaking balls. She's just one That's of the fun. guys, but um, but she was so and talented and smart. And then, but you know, your look changes, so people fucking kick you out of town. Yeah. Shit, man, track her down and bring her out. Bring Stan Miller, <laughs> Brian Christie. Hey, you know who would be good? You know who would be really good would be Maria Arcega Dunn. Maria Arcega Dunn might do it. They were, she might do it. And they were close. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, so, yeah. I hate to say it. I feel the same way. We said goodbye two weeks ago. Nothing against the guys. He has always yeah. think finally of him, but yeah. you know some of the stuff that has gone on since he passed away feels like God dang man, he wouldn't like this. No, you know, I'm not bringing my fucking bagpipes out and singing Danny Boy for Christ's sake. Bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that shit. Look, if I if I'll go on the twenty fourth, but I'll tell you one thing. Yeah, if Lisa Ann's like, hey, come on up. Because me and Lita Ford and uh, Maria Arcega Dunn and you got four fucking tickets for the fucking Clipper game. Yeah. Well, then I won't be there. <laughs> Heads up. Yeah. And that's why I didn't commit to the Master of Ceremonies gig. I'm shocked they didn't ask you to be Master of <laughs> Thank Ceremonies. Thank God. Thank God they didn't yeah, ask. What the fuck am I going to say? First of all, it would be funny as hell. It would be great. Second of all, 
it has taken a long time to figure everything out and to get everything in order. That what's with security? Wh- whatever is he gonna fucking out. be no, there? Is no, that why yeah. we need security? <laughs> no kidding. Andy Kaufman over here. Yeah. No, look, there's uh yeah, there's 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 no reason for security. CS didn't run with that type of crowd. He's no kind. fucking nicest guy yeah. going. But yeah, so they. I think I just got kicked off the planning yeah. committee tonight. Oh yeah, well I'm sure you just put the nail in the coffin, so to speak. I, uh, yeah, wow, that's really classy. <laughs> really, oh, nice. you call me up. The really one classy classy. thing you've said in the last 28 minutes and 29 seconds. <laughs> that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you should fucking take a break. Just hit the pause button. Oh, this shit that I put up with every fucking day. All right. What'd you think of the Super Bowl? Okay, here, I got a couple things to ask you because sure. you're from Minnesota. Yeah. It felt like for the longest time, it felt like just a regular season game. I mean, what yeah. I mean was there are a lot of outstanding things that happened, but it, that when you watch a Minnesota Vikings game, the uh-huh. electricity for a Vikings game, you could feel it through your TV set. The problem with the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's too corporate. It's it, not fan related. It seems so quiet. It just seems so quiet. And I was like, either there are tons of Eagles fans there yeah. that understand when the Eagles have the ball, we're going to get quiet so you can hear everything he's doing. Uh-huh. And I was thinking there has to be more Eagles fans here than Patriots fans because their team's been there so much. When I went yeah. to the football championship game a couple of years ago and it was Alabama-Clemson, the Alabama fans sold their tickets. The only, I swear to you, the only Alabama fans in Tampa for that game were the parents of the players and the band. Everything else was Clemson. Wow. They, they sold their tickets. People just, just cashed out said, ah, we're here all the time. We're going to make some money. And I felt like there had to be a ton of Philadelphia fans there and Patriot fans are like, we're here all the time. We're going to sell yeah. our tickets if we have access to them. Anyway... It, it, it felt quiet. It didn't feel like a Super Bowl for the longest time. I thought Al yep. Michaels wasn't very good. He was off tonight. Yeah. He I, was off. He didn't sell it like the excitement of – No. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but Joe Buck, if he was doing the game, would make you feel like this is Kevin big. Kevin Harlan on Kevin radio. Harlan. This is big. This is a, a yeah. big moment. The Super Bowl doesn't get bigger than this in all the sports through the whole year. This is going to be yeah. the most watched TV show. And Al just seemed kind of half-assed it through it. I'm sure he's not half-assed. He's 74 years old. Yeah. And you're sitting there going, <laughs> Jesus, man, how about some some energy, some more excitement? Well, I thought I watched back today. I had taped a lot of the shit from during the week because from being back there, I wanted to see some of the different things. So I had watched some of Dan's show. I watched some of Rome's show and, and a couple others. But the one thing I hadn't watched yet was Al with Dan, yeah, which happened on Friday. And Dan asked him, how much do you prep for this game? He said, well, you prep a lot. He said, we'll have plenty of things. But he said, I feel like... And I understood what he was saying because you can run into this sort of talk radio just the way you can run into it with a with a game broadcast. He said you you the way he described it is the game is the melody and we are the lyrics. And he said if we try to shoehorn stories in, it can get bad in a hurry. And he said the audience will pick up on it. So he said we will be plenty prepped. Between producer, director Collinsworth and he and Michelle Tafoya have worked together for nine years. But he said, really what happens is the game kicks off and then you let it breathe a little bit. You let it breathe and you let it develop. I think, Dave, too, part of the problem was it wasn't a very well-executed game early on. It was very sloppy. I mean, missed extra points. Gostowski with the the field goal missed early on. And just there were just some things early on where... um, was strange because they kept saying the one thing you can count on, this is a great kicking stadium. You're indoors. There shouldn't be an issue. And you're right. There were problems with extra points yeah. and field goals that were Bobbled normally made. snap and, yeah. and different different shit like that. But um, 
But I, I just thought, like, at the end, when the Patriots score and he jumps out, Al says it's the first time they've had the lead all game. Well, they hadn't kicked the extra point. My son, Jack, next to me is like, they don't have the lead. The game's tied. I'm like, dude, fuck off, okay? <laughs> the fucking Miracle on Ice guy. What the fuck are you done? You barely fucking change your underwear twice a week. How about you <laughs> calm the fuck down? Put your retainer in. Shut up. But uh, but when I'm like, this fucking numb nuts yeah. next to me is like, dude, the, you're, he's fucking dead. Yeah. He's like. They don't have the lead. That's when Al, you go, oh, shit. Yeah, the the problem is we're going to miss Al when he's gone. Al is the last of the Renaissance guys where you look at it and you go, he he was telling a great story the other day. He said, um, he called auto racing, and I know Joe Buck calls the World Series. Yeah. Joe's everywhere now. Joe is everywhere, but Al doesn't give a fuck. And Al's never really given a fuck. So no. Al's always done shit. Whether it's spread or different things like that, where you go, fuck, I just like that guy. Book was horrible. One of the worst books ever written, which was shocking, was Al Michaels' autobiography. But I, I think Dave, when he's gone, we're gonna miss him because the the guy the Burkharts of the world, the Joe Bucks of the world, the Mike Tarikos, they're so fucking safe. They're just played by the rules. Jim Nance, wonderful guy, plays by the rules. Hello, friends. Yeah. You're not going to hear anything dangerous from me today. Um, and I, I kind of like Al's. You know, I like Al because he's a Stern fan. Yeah. So is Joe Buck, though. I love when yeah. Joe Buck's actually I became a bigger Joe Buck fan when he was on Stern. I think Joe's great. But I but I think I think I think Al. Um, and I think Al's a little bit more taken the in memory of our pal Kevin Towers. I think Al's a lot more gunslinger than Joe is. Here's what's interesting is again Al's seventy four. You wonder how many more years will Al continue? Probably to do last it. Super Bowl today. Yeah, that's he'll hang around. He'll probably do another year of football. He could do another two years yeah. of football, but it's probably his last Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I agree with that. By the time it comes back around to NBC, you're probably right. Yeah, it'll probably be Tariko next time. Yeah, uh, great. <laughs> not a Tariko fan. A lot of these guys, all of a sudden, I'll be honest, I'm not fans, and we'll get into the game in a second, but. I tell you, I can't stand Michael Wilbon. I used to be a big Wilbon fan. Really? I haven't seen those guys and in Wilbon, years. Well, Wilbon, even if you follow him on Twitter, he just doesn't do his homework. Wilbon travels yeah. so much. His house is in four different parts of the country, and he's now he's hanging out with all the stars, and he's just a different guy. I used is to he? think Shit. he did his homework. I used now, do to, you, like him, you don't like him because he's black? That's why. No, you idiot. No, because I think he's done the big head deal, and okay. that's why. I used to talk to him a lot when I'd cover the NBA, and he, he would come to the NBA games. Super nice guy. Tony, Tony Kornheiser wouldn't travel and was known for being a jerk. Everyone yeah. has said Cornez is not a good guy. But if you watch the show, and I'll, I'll tape and I'll watch the show. Uh, that P show was PTI, great. And, and they still do a pretty good job. But Cornizer, you can tell, does work every yeah. single day for that show. And also, he has a radio show that he does before he does it. He already probably has his notes prepared, ready yeah. to go. But Wilbon is, is so opinionated where you go, and you aren't even doing your homework. You just say it. Like today, he, he tweets out during the game, I'll take the do your job over the process any day. And that was a shot between Belichick and, and Saban. Saban always says it's the process. I always mm. repeat Saban's line when yeah. we talk about the Padres. Be patient. It's the process. It will work. Yeah. Whereas Belichick, we all know, do your job. And I wrote him back. How's that working for you? You know, yeah. after, after, after that working baldy. Uh, yeah, and and it, it starts to be frustrating. And I can't stand Skip Bayless. And well, Skip well, is so 
outrageous and just wrong all the time that you yeah. go, man, all right, we understand. You and I have been in radio a long time yeah. for effect, but to the point where you just go, I'm going to turn you off because there's nothing you ever say that ever They're comes true. They're getting killed in right. the ratings. They're getting killed. Richard Deitch points out all the time yeah. they're getting killed. And Lebertard had the had the best line ever when they came up with that show with Shannon was they should call it First Fake. It is exactly <laughs> the same show yeah. as First Take. Yeah. It's not as good. Um, I thought the whole thing. I I thought I I hung out with my kids today and I said, okay, God, my fucking kids get dumber by the minute. <laughs> so I tried to explain to them that each commercial was five million dollars. Yeah. So they just determined that the first commercial was $5 million, which means the next guy, well, that's $10 million. I go, no, it's not $10 million. This guy paid $5 million just like the first guy did. What? I go, everybody paid five. All we're trying to figure out is if Cade bought the first commercial, yeah. Jack bought the second commercial, and Dad bought the third commercial, who got the most for their money? Got it. Next commercial. Well, there's $15 million. I go, F- what? Uh, so we watched the commercials. I'll tell you the one that we just thought was funny as shit was the fucking Tide commercial. Which the, one? Explain it to me. The Tide commercial was just the guy where he said every commercial was a Tide commercial. The flowers commercial, the yeah. car commercial, because everybody in it was in a clean shirt. Oh, that's funny. And and he was funny. We liked that. The movie previews were, oh, that okay. That's where my other fuck, where I told my kid, I'm going to fucking chokeslam you through the window in about a second. <laughs> um, they show the preview for Mission Impossible. Yeah. So I say to my son, they show the clip, uh, Tom Cruise slams into that wall and he broke his ankle. So I go, on that scene right there, I rewind it. I go, check this out. On that scene right there, Tom Cruise broke his ankle. My son Jack goes, on purpose? <laughs> I go, what? Did you? I go, God dang it. And his brother's <laughs> dying. at the other one? Like, his brother's his dying. Guy. I go, do people do that? I go, I know I'm getting a little older than I used to be. Do people do that now for fun, Jack? <laughs> do people just break their fucking ankle on purpose? Shut up. Shut up. And then the same fucking guy has the nerve to say to me, uh, they go, uh, Dwayne Johnson yeah. comes out and he says, well, Hello? I'd like you to see the preview for my new movie, Skyscraper. So then, like, half hour later, here's the preview for Skyscraper, and it's The Rock jumping from, like, the top of, like, 100-story building, and they cut the clip where he's halfway in. My son Jack's like, I wonder if he made it. I go, I think if he didn't, we probably would have heard. Right? And I'm guessing we wouldn't have seen him 20 minutes ago go, hey, stick around. It's not a snuff film. Jesus. I go, I'm going to come over there, and I'm going to punch you right in your little ribs. And he's dying. He's like, well, did you see him make it? I go, no. He goes, well, then you don't know. I go, we're going to go out front, and we're going to fight with our fist. He's dying laughing. It was so fun. We just sat That's there. Funny. We just sat there, and... Uh, their poor mom was cooking. I worked the grill tonight, cooked up a storm. There you go. It's fucking great, man. We had, a, <laughs> we had a blast. We just, my two sons and I just sit there and we just trash talk each other. 
And then we fight and wrestle the whole thing. It was great. We had oh, a that's, blast. That's good. That's awesome. much more entertaining than the game was. Yeah, it's funny. We didn't do uh, we didn't do a big party. I, we, I knew we were going to do a podcast. It was just mm-hmm. my, my boys. My oldest one drove down from from Orange County, so we watched it together. It was just us basically. Yeah, and fun. What did you, you do food wise? Uh, my wife just made uh, pasta, meatball, sausage, uh, homemade sauce, and then we just we ate at halftime. Nice. We and started off. Um, my my boy Walchef got me grilled grates. I didn't even. I, I got to be honest. I did that podcast behind the smoke months ago. It tells me I hadn't used my grill in a long time because I go pull the cover off the Weber and here they are in the box. Oh shit! They were really nice. So I went to the store. Okay, this was lunch, Dave. We started off with hot links. Okay, like brought. Yeah, great. So we went. And my son's like, all right, what are we doing? So here's what we did. We got uh, four of those. Started on the stove, and I went and got a fucking uh, 28-ounce Tallboy Budweiser. My son's like, why are you drinking that? I'm like, I'm not drinking it. Stay quiet. Then you get a big saucepan, okay? Now, look, I know there's a million people that, that do it a bunch of different ways. This is the way I do it and what I explained to them. So I put that entire 28-ounce tall boy bud in the saucepan, and I fire in the four hot links. Yeah. And what I said to him was, in a sausage, it's kind of like a hot dog. There's so many parasites and crazy things in there. We just, we're just going to pretend they aren't. Yeah. We're going to eat them. Yeah. <laughs> but I said to him, but they taste really good. Yes. But if you just take the brat out onto the grill and you fire it on, you can get fooled yeah. into thinking because the outside casing is done that the inside's not. And I said, we could all get really sick. So I said, what we're going to do is we're going to boil them in the beer. And I said, the alcohol goes away, so it's fine. So we boiled them for about, I think for about eight minutes. I just kind of follow my pasta rule of yeah. thumb, right? Same thing, eight minutes. And then... We had these grill grates. So we took them out to the grill, fire them up on the grill. God damn, they were fantastic, man. Thanks to the guys at Valley Market and, and Sean Walchef. But shit, my sons are like, all right, let's go. You take that first. Oh. oh, and I'm like, I bought Coronas. I don't, I I mean, I told you, I don't, I don't drink. Yeah. But that Corona went down quick, and good. that's when I was like, oh, "Tastes so good when it hits your lips." Fuck, <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, perfectly grilled, and, yeah. and I'm not saying perfectly because of yeah. me. You guys get what I'm saying. Oh, so if you if you're grilling them, um, if you want to do it and you're trying to figure it out, just just boil it, boil it for eight minutes because it's going to cook all that shit in there yeah. is going to go away, and then take them out. And on the grill, and what I'm doing is I'm constantly rotating them. I'm rotating them over. I'm rotating them front to back, back to front. I stand them on end. I mean, we're just you're just moving them all the time to get them through. And it's probably, shit, I don't think total cooking time on the grill was 11 minutes. There you go. But they were so good. And then uh, and then tonight, uh, we just did we did burgers. We did corn on the cob. But the corn on the cob, Dave, I've said this before. If you want to make fucking great corn on your grill, you got an awesome grill. You could do this every time. Just clean your corn, okay? Fire it in the middle 
of a piece of aluminum foil. Yeah. Okay. Salt, pepper, and just take a big fat wedge of butter and put it under there. Take the one end of the foil and pull it over and tuck it in like it's a kid in bed. Tuck it in so everything's in there. And then pull the other end of the foil over and just wrap it tight. So it's going to look like old school hot dogs wrapped in the foil. Those got to go on the grill for about 20 minutes before you put your burger on. So do that for 20 minutes. Just rotate it around the whole thing. When you're ready to put the burger on, take the corn off and pull the foil off. And then put it back on and just same thing like we said with the brat. Just keep flipping it north to south, east to west, rotate them around. And you'll see it start to toast up nice. Dave, I'm telling you, you bring that in. Burgers are easy. Eight minutes aside, you're done. But you bring that corn in and put a little bit of butter, a little bit of salt and pepper. It absolutely, you take a bite, it falls right off the cob. It's the most insane thing going. And my kids were like, this is great. There you go. So I cooked the whole thing. When you go shopping, do you take your kids with you? Let them pick up what they want. My my wife goes every Sunday, so she, they go, and it'll always be one of them. So they go to Sprouts and Vons, the whole thing. I'll say she did an amazing job um, when they were little, and got them hooked on green beans, asparagus, yeah. cherry tomatoes, apples, oranges, bananas. Um, I mean, they're ten, and I I don't know how common this is, but neither one of them have ever had a cavity. And I, I feel like by I think a lot of genetics. Huh? Genetics. I hope you, so. Do you get cavities? Does your wife get cavities? Yeah. I, I don't know that I had them by then, but I know their their eating habits were much better than anybody, me or anybody They're I grew up with. the fun dip with the candy stick. Right? All that shit. <laughs> now, yesterday we were at the Clipper game, and, yeah. and they had uh, a Sprite, and they were chugging it like they were in the fucking yeah. desert, right? Yeah. But fuck it. So what? Yeah. But, um... But they, they, apples, carrots, tomatoes, like a lot of those hard things that we were always told as a kid, yeah. clean the clean the junk off your yes. teeth. Uh, they both brush their teeth a couple of different times and use that kid's rinse morning and night. So they've been good. But um, anyways, they go shopping with her. When I'm going for the grill, now I don't need them fucking clogging Here's shit. the deal. I'm done bringing my 19-year-old with me anywhere. Every time we go out, he tries to embarrass me. It's to the point of I can't even take it. Dude, I hate it. Like, I have, a, I know it's coming, and I know he's going to get me every time. Yeah. And he pulls this move. We go to Target. He pulls this move on me yesterday. All right? And and my, my son, who's 19, looks like he's almost like in his 30s. Yeah. You know, he's a big dude. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he looks like Brock Lesnar. He's a big dude. And so we come around the corner, and there's this lady, decent looking, standing there with her cart. And he just goes, you happy now, Dad? The kid had cancer. You feel good about yourself? And he just screams that out. I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. But now this lady looks up at me like I'm yeah. the, the worst guy on the planet. Did you she know? hug him? That would have been great. No, she just looked at me like total disgust and looked Good. at him like, who are you hanging out with? What's wrong with God your dad? damn it. Yeah. And God I was like, was, so we didn't talk about any kid. I don't know no. if the cancer kid. He just wanted to embarrass me in front of this yeah. lady. I'm like, shit. And then as we get closer to the line and I'm, I'm ready to check out, I'm moving forward. He's way back. I don't know where he's at. He comes running up, and he's like, honey, did you get the sour cream? Like, now we're a gay couple, okay? And he starts going through, and he keeps calling me honey and sweetheart. And acting like we're we're together. And I was like, fucker. You know, and I'm just like, shut, if, you, if you had the mentality of shut the fuck somebody up. older than nine, yeah. 
He wouldn't do it, but he knows you'll laugh at it. Uh, no, I don't laugh. Then I'm so embarrassed. I turn beet red, and then the cashier's looking at us like, you guys are a couple? You know? Yeah, and then everyone nice. in line's looking. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care. We get at the parking lot. He dies laughing like, ah, you see what I did there? Yeah, I saw. <laughs> I go, I hate taking you out. So every time we go out, it's a goddamn nightmare, man. He just gets me He's every nice fucking kid. time. He's not like a nice it. kid. The nice kid. It's it's the worst thing going on. I, I, every time I leave the house, I get so nervous. Every time he's going to do something, that's just going to. I know he's thinking in his mind, "I'm going to get this guy." Maybe that's what uh, Jack was thinking on that show tonight. He was just like, "These kids are getting close to 19," <laughs> and he jumped. I in gotta the get fight. the fuck out of here. That's it, that's it. All right, I, I want to ask about the Super Bowl. I got to ask you about the Clipper game because you brought it up. Did well, your kids on. have a good time at the NBA game? I'll get to the NBA game in a second, but real quick to put a wrap on the Super Bowl. Timberlake was a huge disappointment. Yeah, no, I got to ask right? you a bunch of things about the Super Bowl. Okay, hold on. I like. Timberlake. I saw I you tweeted it out. You had it. Why did you think it sucked and what did you I, like? I, I just thought it was very average. I think when, when you look back, uh, somebody put out Prince when Prince did halftime in the rain. Yeah. Uh, in Bruno, Miami, right? When it was yeah, at the Colts Bru- Bears Super Bowl? Yeah. Bruno Mars was, was great in New great. York. I thought Katy Perry last year flying around. Like I, I don't thought, think that was even last year. That was further back. That was, that was the was one. San Francisco? No, was we, San Francisco? that was Arizona, I think. I think that was the one we were at with the Seahawks. Well, uh, Seahawks and Patriots. Okay. Uh, yeah. Who? San Francisco. I think Beyonce was there, and Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars was back again. Um, and Coldplay. Coldplay. That was the big one. And then that I, was the one they they pushed at least at the press conference. Yeah. And then I don't remember who it was yesterday. I remember Springsteen a couple of years ago was fucking great. The Who, yeah. shockingly, at age ninety, was great. But you didn't like Timberlake. Did you feel like because there was no ending? I just felt like it was so flat. Oh, that's funny. Now, that. the one I'm watching thing I did Timberlake like, feeling like I'm, I'm sitting there going, I think Timberlake and Jamie Foxx can do it all. They can act. They can sing. I they agree. can play instruments. They, they, they do everything. I think he's a stud. The one thing I liked, I thought going into the crowd was cool. I thought giving those fans that opportunity was cool. But I look, if he would have done, they ranked the five worst halftime shows the other day, and I, I saw number three and number one in person. What I've only they? been to three Which Super ones? Bowls. Uh, number three was Timberlake in okay. Tampa with Britney Spears and Aerosmith and Mary J. Blige. That wasn't with Janet Jackson? So Timberlake's no, been no. there three times? Then? Yeah, it was there with Sync. Wow, okay. And then uh, the worst one, absolutely, I agree, uh, was in Atlanta with Enrique Iglesias, Christina Aguilera, and Phil Collins. Oh, that yeah. was complete shit. I think I saw Shania Twain here in San Diego against the Packers Broncos. That probably be it. The first one I was at Super Bowl Thirty is when they flew Diana Rawson in the helicopter. That was fucking cool, and she was great. Yeah, she was great. But I, I thought tonight, like the whole thing had been the whole week. Was he going to bring um, In Sync back? Yeah. Was he going to do something like that? Um, was he going to do anything with? Chris Stapleton, was he going to do anything Janet Jackson. with Janet Jackson? Um, and like even the Prince thing was well. The story yesterday was a hologram, and people freaked out. They didn't want a hologram of Prince. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I man, I just felt like I like him a lot. I think he's really talented. Like you said, he's funny. He's great on Saturday Night Live. I thought Josh, your son, had the funniest thing when he said he should end with dick in a box. <laughs> I didn't see that. That's fucking funny. great. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine dick in a box. <laughs> uh, but I, I just was like, I don't know, man. Yeah. It seemed to me like he had, you see it with uh, 
see it with fighters a lot where yeah. they just have the adrenaline dump and all of a sudden they're just yeah. out of gas when they go. I, I was like, the mirrors thing just seemed, I was like, wow, That shit. wasn't it. That wasn't for you. It didn't work for you. I, I didn't think he was that great. And well, I like him a lot. Yeah. I had high expectations. Fuck, he would have been better bringing those two, those three fucking dickheads from InSync out. <laughs> Which, by the way. Yeah. How much are those guys worth? Like the other day I'm driving to work and I've got one of the um one of the channels you get from XM that just plays music. Okay. okay? So they've got an in sync song on. And it's the guy, it's not the gay kid, it's not Fatone, it's not the weird kid with the hair yeah. that always was looking for attention. It was the other kid that they that Timberlake and the other kid up front that always sang, and he like I'm hearing this and this kid's just fucking singing the whole song and Timberlake it might have been Bye 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 which okay. we used on fucking thirteen sixty all yeah. the time, and I'm just sitting there I'm like dude what is this guy thinking today, he he's he's fucking like dude I was I was yeah. as much of that as Timberlake was. I sang a lot of the songs, and now he's fucking halftime. I can't even get a call no to shit. show up. <laughs> no shit. But then I, I don't know. What's that guy's net worth? Is he? Did he make $10 million? Did the, did Fatone make $10 million or any of the guys from? And then I just started thinking about all of them. Did yeah. 98 Degrees or any of Backstreet? Like, I know the, Backstreet yeah, Boys in Vegas and New Kids on the Block. Those guys are doing all their shit, but... But like the guys that were just like the in sync guys yeah. are the perfect ones for me. That's true. They were huge, and now you never like the you That's never true. see those three guys. Fatone shows up every he's now. He's on and then. Uh, the TV show Impractical Jokers all the time. It's yeah, just he shows a guy up hanging around. Shit. Yeah, but but their net worth, right? That's funny to say. That. Are they ten million dollar guys? Where they're I, like, I'm guessing at least ten million dollars. Right? They had more than one album. I don't know, man. I'm they have those managers. Timberlake though is worth hundreds of millions. He's well, one of he the, is now, but yeah. he, he's him and not Peyton Manning are part owners of the in. Grizzlies. I mean, he has a ton of dough, and his wife has a ton of dough. But my point is, if you're that guy and you're singing on a bunch yeah. of the hits, you're like, "Fuck!" Do you at least go, "Well, fuck, man! I I got ten million in the bank. I may not be playing at halftime of the Super Bowl, but at least I got ten million in the bank." Or see a guy who goes, "Well, I may not be playing." At halftime, but I got forty-two grand in the bank. <laughs> yes, I do. And I got a sweet fucking airstream that I live in down by the river. That is funny. No, I don't. Hell, I don't know how much those guys are worth. I assume they have at least ten million dollars. I mean, they were Five. big for a long time. You know. Now, when I ask you though about the game, all right? So you're sitting there and you're looking at the game. I watched every single play. Did you watch the whole game beginning to end? Um, for the most part. Okay. It was interesting because a couple of things. If you look at, let's say, Tom Brady, okay, and you say, okay, here's the deal. You're going to score 33 points. Tom Brady is going to yeah. throw three touchdown passes, no interceptions, 505 yards, and your punter's not going to be used once. You're going to punt one that? time, and you're going to lose. Yeah. You're going to go, oh, my gosh, what do you mean you're going to lose? How does that possibly happen? It was it was a crazy game. The whole Malcolm Butler thing was crazy. Cause yeah, a few years that ago, all about? Yeah, the, a few years ago, the guy is – you know, it comes with the biggest play for stud. the stud. I mean, really, arguably one of the biggest plays in Super Bowl history, top three. And um, he's not even playing except on special teams. He, I mean, crying, crying, and then after the game, he rat fucks Bill Belichick. What did he say? I didn't he see said, that. "If we would have played, if I would have played, we would have won." I mean, it just straight out calls him out. There's no way he's going to be wearing a Patriots jersey next year. 
And it surprised so many people that, wait a second, Malcolm Butler isn't playing. He did Uh, something, right? He fucked up somewhere. Yeah, he fucked up somewhere. It'll come out. He did something. He said it was a football move was what Belichick said, but it's a Super Bowl. I mean, you think about that. How many times are you going to do a life lesson? Not during the Super Bowl, you don't. And uh, Malcolm Butler's not playing. That was so crazy right there. Uh, the Nick Foles story is crazy. That might be the last game he ever plays in a Philadelphia Eagles uniform. I got a poll question right now on yeah. Twitter saying, where does he get his next start? Philly, Arizona, Minnesota, or the XFL? <laughs> I think he ends up in Arizona. He went to the University yeah. of Arizona. I think it's yeah. Arizona. Yeah, that's what I that, said. That you do too? He's, you got think, one year, he's got one year yeah. left on his deal, but if I'm if – The I'm, Eagles, you trade him, right? Yeah, Carson Wentz is your guy. Yeah, the guy just won the Super Bowl MVP. You aren't going to get a shit. better return than right now. Crazy and if you're shit. Jeff Fisher, you have to be thinking, yeah. fuck. fuck. Not I, only did the Rams win all these awards and McVay ends up winning coach of the yeah. year, the guy who I couldn't find a spot for ends up winning MVP of the Super yeah. Bowl while I'm at home. Yeah. Jeff Fisher sucks. Yeah. I mean, that's – he sucks. That's um, that's basically it. And you brought up a point about it. Chris Long. You said it. If I'm the Raiders, I signed Chris Long tomorrow. Yeah. Chris Long's gold, dude. Yeah. Patriots last year, Eagles now. How crazy is that? Do you know what his little like, brother does? Uh, plus a little Garrett Blunt. Too. Yeah. Those two guys. I'd bring them both in. No. His little brother works for the Raiders, front office. Oh, no shit. In the front office, like player personnel. How, here's the deal. His name is Howie Long Jr. Oh, yeah. But he's, he's the littlest brother. Whenever I see a junior and he's not the first one, I always yeah. think it's out of wedlock. I like how he knocked oh, somebody up. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> he didn't. I looked it up. But that's the first thing that's in my mind going, did Howie knock somebody up? What up? But that's no, he, confidence he, in yeah, Howie. He's the youngest one. It's like Magic Johnson is Irvin Johnson, like junior. Yeah. But he's like the third son. And you're like, what the fuck happened over here? Um, you asked me about the Clipper game. So my. Christmas present for my kids was to take them to an NBA game. Now, Friday night, and I appreciate all of you, including my main man, Leisure Bolt, who was great. Um, Friday night, I spent the night with my son at the ER. Here's what happened. I didn't go into it on Twitter. So on the 13th, which was the same day that CS passed away, we had been in a car accident. We were hit from behind. Um, the car hit directly behind, uh, the guy who hit us hit directly behind where my son Cade was. Um, and I said to him, are you okay? He goes, he goes, yeah, I think I bumped my head on the seat in front of me, but I'm okay. Um, I have spent enough time in combat sports at USA boxing and MMA and, and camo and all these different shit that I've seen dudes, plenty of dudes, probably I, I don't I've lost count how many guys I've seen that are knocked out. Yeah. And as soon as he said that to me, I'm not a doctor. I'm not acting like I'm a doctor. Believe me, I'm not. But I just started talking to him and asking him questions just to see what he was like. And uh, are you OK? How you doing? Watching his eyes, kind of doing different shit with him and just talking. And he was following everything. He goes, yeah, I'm fine. And so. Just saying, hey, what do you remember, this, that, and just looking to see if he glazed over it all. Never was. Um, so, again, in hindsight, I probably should have just had him checked out immediately. But he was talking. We went to dinner. He ate, slept yeah. fine. He got up. He played basketball the next day, the whole thing. Well, all of a sudden, this week, which had been a couple of weeks after the accident, he started having headaches, and he started vomiting. Yeah. And so now I'm like, well, fuck, fuck. Did he get a fucking concussion in this shit? And on Friday, he 
same thing. He had headaches and he was vomiting. So I said to my wife, and she's like, shit. So we took him in. So we took him into the ER. Again, I wasn't going to get into the whole thing on Twitter, but that was the reason for taking him in because he was having headaches and he's throwing up. So we get him there to the ER and he throws up at the ER. Now, this is very uncharacteristic of him. So um, the doctors at Kaiser, and, and I know a lot of you have had issues with Kaiser. Man, for me, I'm very thankful to them. When my kids were born in the NICU, they were wonderful to me. They were wonderful to my wife. And they've always been wonderful to my boys. And that was the case again this past Friday night. That new Kaiser Hospital at the 15 in Claremont Mesa Boulevard is insane how beautiful it is. And the people in the ER could not have been better. So they got him into a room. Uh, He went in. He had an MRI done. They had everything checked. Everything came back clear. He's good. Um, I was just kind of talking to the ER doctor and said, look, this is just kind of why I did what I did. And I said, again, I'm not, nobody, I don't think I'm a doctor, but he goes, no, you're cool. You're all good. So um, we got him home. We got him rested. And then Saturday, I had tickets for their first NBA game. They love the NBA, and I got tickets online for the Clippers-Bulls game. All I did was I went to StubHub, and I found tickets at 55 bucks. And the thing that I love on StubHub is you can get a look from what your viewpoint is going to yeah. be in these seats. And I looked at it, and I go, well, those look great. You're low and kind of not really in the corner, but probably about like the five-yard line. And I said, all right, I'll take those. So I got four seats. Um, I took Jack, who thought Tom Cruise broke his ankle on purpose. Yeah. Uh, and my wife said, look, I'm going to drive separate. I'll take Cade because that way if he wants to stop and walk around, we'll do it. And then we'll all catch up. Well, he didn't feel that great on his way up. Um, but they they determined he's kind of fighting the flu. And then he got a flu shot. I don't know why I let him get a fucking flu shot. I just shot. got one the other day, too. They made me get it. Did fuck you up the next day? Were you I didn't feel up? great for the first three hours, uh, or three hours during the day, I should say, and then I felt better. Yeah. So he got his flu shot, and, and that may have played a part in it, too. But um, we get to Staples Center, and we're about 20 minutes ahead of my wife and, and Kate. And so we're just sitting there holding our tickets and uh this guy says hey can i help you and i go yeah so i show him my tickets he goes whoa he goes you gotta go over there man you're in the vip section sweet i go what he goes yeah go around the corner vip dave i had no fucking idea (laughs) i had no fucking idea so my son jack is like yeah (laughs) so we go it's a private entrance as soon as they come in they hook him up with a team yearbook the giveaway we go up this escalator. They walk you right through the, the restaurant. How's everybody doing? Seats, waiter service. The seats were fantastic. Um, loved it, man. The Clippers put on a, a great show. And then, like, like all the bathrooms. Remember when we were doing all this shit about shaving and my man yeah. Aiden sent me, like, the Jack Black stuff, and I yeah. told you it's, like, expensive? Dude, you go in the private bathrooms and it's all the Jack Black hand soap. I'm like, 
I'm telling my son, I go, dude, this shit's like <laughs> 35 bucks a bottle. <laughs> I'm cussing here. I don't cuss at my son, sure. just, just so you don't freak out. <laughs> but um, it was great. And then um, I could see Cade was kind of slowing down, but he made it to the end. And my wife said, okay, we're going to cut out. I said, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Jack for dinner. And she said he slept the whole way home. So yeah. he he rallied. And he got in and was there. I, Dave, I would have been heartbroken. I had no idea that those seats were they were. I didn't I didn't plan it that way. Yeah. I, I thought we were just kind of cool. And if he hadn't have made it yeah. and it would have been that VIP thing, um, it really would have sucked. So I was stoked that he rallied and he and he made it. He's still not feeling great, yeah. but he but he got there. But man, if you go StubHub, uh PR is what they call it. PR for for Clipper games. I, I paid fifty two bucks a ticket. There you go. Good. I'm glad you went. It's, but Tobias Harris was great, and yeah. Avery Brad, and they yeah. knew they knew all the new guys that knew. were there. That even they knew Blake wasn't going to be there. Now we didn't see we didn't see Lori Markinen because his wife just had a baby. Ah. Uh, Chris Dunn didn't play. I don't know what's yeah. going on with Chris Dunn. I, that was the one other guy we wanted to see. Um, Patrick Beverly was out. Yeah, he's been out. I guess, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, he had knee surgery. I was yeah. like, fuck, I, I didn't have any idea why. Um, but it, we we had a great yeah. time, man. I, I enjoyed it a lot. There you go. You know what's funny? One thing about the NBA is... It'd be great here. Uh, well, the ratings also are going up. I mean, for young yeah. people, especially your boys, my boys, the ratings are going up. Not, you know, it's very funny that they talk about the NFL losing ratings, but the NFL are still... By far and away, the biggest rated thing going on television. Out of 50 programs this year, 39 of them were NFL shows. I mean, it, ratings are going down, but they're sure. still doing fine. Sure. The NBA is doing very well with the young boys, especially right now. And Major League Baseball, I hope it continues to climb and they have their own problems. But um, the one thing about the NBA, for me at least, when I watch games in the past, I was to say, well, who's the home team if I turn a game on? Yeah. The team that wears the lighter color uniform is always the home team. Well, now yeah. the NBA is in this whole deal of selling jerseys. Yep. You never know anymore. The game yep. you went to yesterday, the Bulls are wearing their home whites. Yep. Clippers are wearing black jerseys. And you're going, it's confusing. Now, I think the way you learn of who the home team is, you just got to read the court. Well, you aren't exactly looking at the, the uniforms. You're going, okay, what does the court say? I think yesterday, too. Yesterday was a big deal about Black History Month, and they may have had... I mean, I don't know. It felt like they had T-shirts on that were celebrating Black History Month. That may have been why they were wearing the black jerseys. But as I sat there, Dave, and watched it, and it was funny, too. I, I was telling uh, my wife and our kids, it was very noticeable at halftime how much colder it got in the building. And I, really? I told them it's getting colder because they have to start getting ready because there's a Kings game yeah. tonight. And in L.A. yesterday, I tweeted this out. If you timed it right, it would have been better if USC had been at home as opposed to over in Westwood. But at 12.30, you had the Clippers and Bulls. At 3, you had UCLA and USC. Yep. And then 7.30, you had the Kings and Coyotes. Now, if they had been playing at Galen Center, which is right down Figueroa, yeah. you could have just yo-yoed back and forth. You probably could. I mean, you would have had to Uber it. Um, but it was all right there, and and I'm pretty cool. And I just said, I know we're supposed to hate L.A., and here comes all the cliche, boring. Hey, I don't know why you guys hate L.A. I, my son's my my son Jack and I, we do the same thing all the time. We go park over on Beverly Boulevard. 
We hit a little newsstand right there, and we'll walk down, either get a slice of pizza. Yesterday, we went to Burger Lounge there, and we just kind of walk around Beverly Hills, and it's, it's really fun. Yeah. And back by the Menendez Brother House, <laughs> and then, because he loves that shit, and then we went into into Hollywood, and we went to Book Soup, which is just a great little fucking store, and up and down Sunset a little bit. We didn't get over to Hollywood Boulevard because we missed our uh, our traveling buddy, his brother. Um, but usually, like the three of us, we'll do Hollywood yeah. Boulevard, we'll do Sunset, Beverly Hills, Santa Monica, we'll do the whole thing. I I just I said, look, this isn't a San Diego, L.A. fuck John Spano shit. I go, that's just kind of fucking cool. Yeah, it is. That if you were here, ninety minutes from where we live and where we love it. You could have had your options were, well, shit, if I don't want to see the Clippers, I can watch the Kings tonight. Big win for the Kings. They need it. They're trying to get back into the playoff picture. Or we got a rivalry college basketball game at one of the premier settings in all time at Pauley Pavilion or whatever the fuck else was going on, right? And and I go, it's just... It's It's a great deal. It's a couple-hour drive north, all right? And then you get to come home and you get to live in San Diego during the week. And it's yeah. it's so crazy to me to hate L.A. I just don't get it. It's a great getaway. Yeah. Come back, appreciate what you have here in San Diego. Not as much stress, not as much traffic. But the the getaway for a, a day, two days, whatever you want to yeah. say. As you say, you just spend a couple hours. Santa Monica Pier is awesome. It, to, it, to go around West yeah. L.A. is awesome. There's always a sporting event that's a big-time conference. Nothing against Mountain West, but come on. There's a big difference than yeah. Pac-12. And then with everything that you have, and if if yeah if you had one son that was wasn't feeling sick, I know you as a hockey fan. Yeah. Let's go get something to eat. We're coming back in a couple hours. Going to see the Kings, and then we'll drive home. It's funny. My son Jack said to me, um, "What do you think Kings tickets are?" And I said, "We'll never know," because I go, "I'm not." I said, "I'm not going without him." I said, "I'm not going without your brother, man." I just I I said, yeah. "I'm not doing that." Yeah. I go, "We we won't know for today." Yeah. Plus, I wouldn't send my wife driving home by herself. You know, like, hey, there you go. Um, Take her to Union Station. Uber. That was a complete fucking champion move by her, too. Because she doesn't like driving up there, man. That's the thing. And and it's it's funny. I was was talking. It was something yesterday. I was trying to think of. Oh, I know what it was. It it brings it back to Tom Brady. There, There were two different things this week that stood out as a parent. It was the father that lunged at Larry Nasser. Yeah. The the father that we all would have done the same thing. Yeah. And and I just look, man, I, I said on this show, Brady now and the way he's walking in today with the sunglasses, to me he's become a complete fucking weirdo. Like like borderline Scientology weirdo. That being said, I, I just I was so taken aback by people that were criticizing him for kissing his son on that video. And do I kiss my sons on the lips? No, I don't. Do I tell my sons every chance I get that I love them? I tell them every day how much they've changed my life, how much my life is better. When people reach out to me on social media and say to me, I appreciate the relationship that you have between you and your kids, I think that's great, man. That means so much to me when you say that because I know what they mean to me. I've said to them often... And it will happen in L.A. I will tell them all the time. I go, you know, I used to come up here. I'd visit your uncle or your grandfather. And we were right um, right down the street from the Roxy. And I told him, I said, I, there's a subway right there on Sunset. 
And I said, I, I sat in that sunset one night, and I said, so weird, because I, I'm pretty sure I was dating a girl at the time, not their mom. But I, friends-wise, I was fine. But yep. I said, I just sat in there and thinking about how much I liked L.A. and just going, shit, I'm driving home by myself. And I go, it was a really weird, lonely feeling. And I said, now I come up here with you guys. And I always just knew at some point that I would have a son. I didn't know I'd have two. Um, they're my best friends. They know they're my best friends. I tell them every day with respect to my wife, she gets it. But I'm like, they're the best thing that ever happened to me every day. And and so if Tom Brady wants to show affection for his son, I respect that. And why I respect it and why I was so offended by people that were t- turned off or thought that was open is because there are so many fathers that have run away that don't care about the relationship with their son or daughter. And I find that offensive. We should be much more offended by people that don't take the responsibility that comes with being a father, being there every day, financially, emotionally, and any other way you can be there for your kids than to fucking take a cheap shot at a guy like Tom Brady. I, I just think that's disgusting. I, I think anybody that truly loves their kids, and I loved it when his kid dries his mouth off. I thought that was the funniest <laughs> shit ever. No, I don't kiss yeah. my kids on their lips, but do I have any problem if Tom Brady loves his kids and tells his son, man, you know what? I've got five rings. I'm married to Giselle. I've got more money than I can ever spend. But you and your brothers and sisters are the world to me. God bless them, man. Yeah. I, I, We should embrace people like that, not be little fucking snarky bitches like we always are on social media. Fuck you if you think well, that's And also problem. he has one son that lives in California, and the other kids live with him back east you know he had, okay. he had he had a baby that wasn't with giselle and he does a great job including that kid Dude, I mean, it's the best yeah man. i mean it, that's yeah. not easy to do to have a kid three thousand miles away yet tom doesn't make him feel like you don't belong because you aren't yeah. with us all the time and you, whenever there's a big patriots game that son is there too yeah and and that's why like no joke on on friday night for all you guys my man leisure bolt i fucking love that guy because <laughs> he said he sent me the funniest thing, and there's so many, there's so many mentions. Unlike Dan Cilio, I get a shitload of response <laughs> on social media, and my boy Cilio is fucking dying on social media because he blocked everybody out, and Dave and I are dying because I'm like, fuck it, I don't have any axe yeah. to grind with Dan. I don't know Dan, um, but everything he writes, nobody responds to. My mom gets more response on social media than than Cilio does. So when I said it the other night, just saying, uh, hey, you know, there's better places to be. And my man Bolt's like, dude, I am praying for you. And he's like, I'm glad your son's okay. That's cool. Because the only thing I knew, the only prayer I knew was the prayer we said before dinner. It was so great because when you're sitting there and my son looks like shit and he's laid out in a bed and I know he's going into an MRI, just to know... You guys are looking out for me. Yeah, it, it means the world. And that's why it's just like, I'm like, our priorities are so fucked yeah. up. Uh, like, what Brady did may have been different than the way I show. I tell my sons, like I said, Dave tells his son. Dave's son 
They've married his 19-year-old son, apparently. That's what we found out at Target. We didn't know that. Jesus. Tom Brady thinks you're a weirdo. He but does. according to Dave's 19-year-old yes. son, they're now a couple. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Dude. I'm uh, telling you. Steve Wood says it all the time. There's a kid coming for him. Yeah. His son, Bo Lauren, is on the way. Yep. Uh, Johnny Gennaro, Ryan Barkley, you see it all the time, what it means to be a dad. Sean Walchef, see, I see it all the time. Fuck, man. Don't If a guy loves his kids, let's just end the argument right there. Because yeah. there are plenty of people that don't fucking know their kids that should be part of their life, and we should be pointing those motherfuckers out and not worrying about a guy like Brady. I'll be honest with you. That's one of the things I liked about the whole LeVar Ball deal, that there are other people that have come to his aid or his side and yeah. said, look, I wish I had a dad. I grew up an entire life without Steve, a dad. Steve Kerr dad. said that, yeah, right? exactly. Steve Kerr was saying... Here's a situation of a guy of anything. You might not like the way he does it, but this guy loves his kids. Dude, and you know yeah, what? Maybe goes best, about man. it different than anyone else. But at least those kids know where, where they stand with their dad. I, I said to you a couple of years ago that I was covering the Patriots Charger game here in town, and I was following Tom outside to, towards the bus. Right, I, was trying to, I was trying to get an interview with, uh, with ESPN. We were trying to get Tom. And he doesn't have that cool factor. Like you think like that, that cool yeah, factor. Yeah, he's a little bit of Jim he's Gray a little, in him. A little goofy. Well, he's a little goofy. Yeah. You know, walks a little goofy, talks a little goofy, kind of a weird sense of humor. Scientology, man. He's, he's not, got a little bit of weirdo he, in him. He, he, might, he does. A little, a little off where you go, yeah. you, he has it all. I mean, I'm not kidding. You go, okay, who's the, the greatest athlete of all time? He's right there in the conversation. Maybe, the to me, the greatest football player of all time. But he is not what you think as far as that cool factor. You go, man, that's yeah. how I'd be. He's a little goofy. Not bad as Eli doing the dirty dancing commercial. You know today. what's funny? What that completely shocked me. Did that every time I saw Eli, I was like, "Fuck, dude, enough of Eli." I told Thor. And then when they got to that, I, I'll be honest with you, I, that was my favorite commercial of the day because it was so unexpected. I told Thor, my yeah. buddy Thor from the show, I said, "You should just get in your fucking car and drive east." <laughs> I said, "Don't even worry about your fucking dogs. We'll take care of them." You don't see Kenny Stabler doing that shit. No, fuck no. <laughs> I see Case Keenum doing that shit. I go, just get the fuck out of town. Just leave. You'll never be cool yeah. again. That's your shitty team that you love, and they're doing that shit. Fuck you. <laughs> last night I went to go see. I went for you to rip me out this one. I went to go see I Tanya last night. Oh right. no shit! Yeah. Was Allison? I think Allison Janney's she's great. Great, honestly, one of the best. I best think she's actresses awesome. going. She was. She was so good in this, but. It was it was interesting. I mean, a lot of the story I already knew. My wife didn't know the story for shit. So many what people. What the fuck has she been doing? Well, you know what's funny is how many people watching around Fast us. Watching Fast and Furious? When they talk. <laughs> she's watching Fast and Furious. One of the things that so many people had the story wrong before we walked in. Thought, oh yeah, remember Tanya's the one that breaks Nancy Kerrigan's leg. No. That's not what happened at all. And so when you're going through it, the one thing is not a spoiler alert, but you what? realize when you talk about bad parents, oh my God, man. Yeah. This girl was abused her whole life. I mean, you've, at times you well, realize she's a piece of shit, but at the same time, you go, you feel bad for her because she's a product of the environment. Well, I feel bad for her because uh, when I worked at the warehouse, one of my responsibilities was I had to watch porn. <laughs> so that when pervs came in, we knew what to recommend. Yeah. And that wedding videos, that hurt me. Uh, it hurt my retinas. It hurt my <laughs> testosterone level. God. Why Why anybody determined we're going to market that instead of just saying we're going to take that thing down to Mission Beach 
and we're just going to put it in a trash can with 27 fucking fish heads <laughs> and set it on fire. Did people come and rent that thing, though? They wanted us here? Yeah. No? And then yeah. they all came back the next day. And we'd always say the same thing. We'd take our hand, kind of like if you were going to put the claw on somebody, yeah. you know, like kind of there, and we'd just say, it kind of got you right there, didn't it? <laughs> like right about the sternum area. Right about like the high part of your belly. We'd be like, I kind of got you. Oh, you, did you watch it? And they'd all go, yeah. And you go, oh, kind of got you right there, didn't it? <laughs> like that lower sternum, top of your stomach area. Kind of gave you a little acid reflux. Yeah. Spent three twenty nine to watch that. Great. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, yeah, and I didn't even have like discount codes or nothing where you could do it. But, yeah. Because there was just like one scene. Uh, why am I sharing this? Because I share everything on the Go ahead. Yeah, fuck it. Listen to it. Fuck What'd you pay to get in? Um. Uh, whoever she was with, I, I don't even remember who she was with, but like he, in, the, in the movie, it's Jeff Galuli, wasn't it? It is Galuli. Oh, right? yeah. oh, it's her honeymoon. Yeah, it's her honeymoon. My God. <laughs> <laughs> he had just married her. Yeah. Shit. God, let me soak that in for a minute. So Galuli's laid out, and then it's it's like they set the camera up on the tripod. But you see her from behind, and it's just these fucking legs and like this, like this. It just reminded you of any cat in a litter box. You're just like, turn that aside, <laughs> face the other way, please. And yeah, we'd say it every day when it came in. I got you right there, didn't it? Uh, it's yeah, the same so. angle as the the Pam Anderson one, not with so the dude from Motley Crue, but the other guy. Mouth. Who's the other guy she's with from? Uh, what was with the bandana? Uh Vince Neil. No, not Vince Neil. God dang it. There's so many people right now screaming. Oh, Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels. And Brett Michaels can't look at himself enough. Forget the fact that Pam Anderson's on him. Is, He's just all trying to get the angle of himself. Now, that that's a winner. <laughs> I swear to God, if you're if you're making a porn with Pam Anderson. He doesn't even care if Pam Anderson's there. He just likes looking at himself. He's a artist. <laughs> God. A cinematographer. And he's like, we're going to make sure we get this right, and then I'm going to send it over to Tommy Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, hey, Tommy, on your wedding, you may want a fist bump. If you get what I'm telling you here, kid. Wink, wink. Oh um, yeah, no, that's it. Uh, yeah, fuck. All right. All right. <laughs> well, again, we love doing the podcast. We want to thank the people over at Happy Plumbing. Yeah. Look, hey, hey. Speaking of Brett Michaels and his Happy Plumbing. <laughs> Happy Plumbing. Look, the easiest way to get in hold of these guys, it's at the website, happyplumbing.com. The phone number, though, is 619-433-4943, 619-433-4943. We tell you all the time, when you talk about plumbers, it's one of those situations where you don't want to have to call that number, you don't want to have to reach out. You know it's an emergency, but you need to get it fixed as soon as possible. They're the guys to call. Look, free estimates. I got to let you know right off the bat, there's no reason why you wouldn't call these guys. First 24-hour service, seven days a week. Happy Plumbing understands emergencies, and they're never ideal. They're the people you need to call, the people you need to pay attention to, happyplumbing.com. Well, we saw it the, again the other day. All of a sudden now, all of a sudden, we're talking about a drought again in yeah. California. And we'll talk about with Barkley Landscaping as well, but staying with Blake and Happy Plumbing, Man, do yourself a favor. Don't make the mistake that I had. Have everything checked out. The free estimates, Dave, is so big. Because how many of us, maybe you have the back faucet um, uh, in the in the backyard, and you've got that garden hose there, and you're not really paying attention, but that could be dripping. That could be giving you a headache. 
But for me, it was something where I had the slab leak. And the slab leak ended up, it's still not done. It may finally be done tomorrow, which will be February the 5th. The issue started for me November the 5th. Now, there were a bunch of different factors that went into it. But it's just have the plumber's number right there. Happy plumbing. You can't, it couldn't be any easier for you. But any of the issues you're having, whether you're having it with your shower, whether your drains are clogged up, toilet issues are always a challenge. Uh, Disposals are always a challenge for homeowners. Man, just hang on to that number. Give Blake a call. Please tell him you heard about it on the Dave and Jeff podcast. Uh, you'll be thankful you did. No, look, uh, two things. They're licensed and insured, and also right now there's a special. Jeff mentioned the Drake drain cleaning, $99 right now. Any drain, the guys at happyplumbing.com. It's that simple right that there. That should be three ninety nine. The no idea shit. that you're getting it for $99, it's bad enough if you've ever cleaned your own drain. But when these guys are coming over and taking a look at what some of you dirty, scum-sucking Dirty yellow dogs are putting down your drain, and the idea that it's only costing you a hundred bucks—bullshit! That special's officially changed to two ninety-nine. Take it easy, Chewbacca. That, yes. Yeah, God, who are you dating? Well, I thought I'd bring all the neighborhood dogs in and give them a bath. And that's why I'm standing in two inches of water. Yeah, $99. God bless you, Blake. That's the way to go. Also, Brian Curry. Don't forget about Brian Curry right now. That's the way it's going right now. Jeff says it all the time. Why are you sitting there renting when right now this is the time you want to buy? Quit wasting money every single month, every single year. Brian Curry is your guy to get you into the property that you want, a situation where you're comfortable. He has a reputation all over San Diego, and it's a great reputation for selling the best houses, getting you the best deal on the property you're trying to sell. Brian Curry is your guy at 619-251-1588. Take, take it from me. Uh, when I have been in my home now 10 years, there was no chance in hell that I thought I would be qualified to, to buy a home. Here's the other thing that it does, and, and I, I think Brian would agree with me on this. Then tell me, how old were you when you guys bought your first house? 27. I think what it did, Dave, and you did it at 27. I was older than that. But I think what happened, too, was it it was a lifestyle change. Yep. And the lifestyle change that it did for me, becoming a homeowner, was it was amazing how quickly you start becoming responsible. And you start paying attention. And you start doing things that, that change your life. I really did. I, I feel like so many things happened um, when I became a homeowner for the better. And it's one of the things I take the most amount of pride in is that, A, We've owned our home. We've paid our mortgage on time. When I just went and bought my car, yeah, my credit score was through the roof. And I go, I said to the guy, I go, man, I don't have credit cards. I, I really don't carry much debt. He goes, you own a home? I go, yeah. He goes, you pay your mortgage? I go, yeah, I always pay my mortgage. He goes, that's what does it. Awesome. But, but the point being is that why pay somebody else's mortgage when you can pay your own? And- I, I just mentioned it. I have slab leak or anything else that goes on, flooring done or windows done. It's so much different when you're doing it in your own place. You just, you love it, man. When, you, when you're when you a renter, you're just like, ah, shit. Yes. But Brian can help you find something that's going to fit within your budget. Just give him a call and tell him, this is what I make. 
This is what my wife makes. This is what our budget is. Believe me, if you're paying two grand for rent to to stay in Vista or San Marcos, you should be owning a home somewhere, and Brian Curry's going to help you do it. Remember, experience sales in Oceanside, Imperial Beach, Escondida, Chula well, Vista, that, all of East County. That, nobody, we, we're a big enough place. Nobody needs to live in IB. We can shoot a little bigger than IB's that. IB is the place to go, people say right now. Renovating everything Go over for there. what? <laughs> place if to you move. Like, if you like traveling, watch, looking at crime scenes? 619-251-1588. Yeah, Brian I'm going to try to buy a house that doesn't have a big blood stain on the carpet. I'm, gonna, I'm We're going to shoot a little higher than that, okay? Brian, Brian go Rancho Bernardo, La you. Mesa. Yeah. You like the, that scene in Coming to America. It's a shame what they did to that dog when they have that line of the yeah. body and the dog. Here's, here's the nice thing that I'm going to promise you, unlike what Dave just told you. When Brian takes you out to an open house, you're not going to have to duck under police tape to get into the front door. You're going to be fine. That's why we're keeping you out of IB. I'm sure there's plenty of fine real estate agents, probably a lot of them, spend a lot of time looking through telescopes and telling you all kinds of shit you don't need to know. Those are the guys that can sell people houses in IB. Brian Curry's a fucking winner. We're not we're not taking bullshit down there. You're gonna live you're gonna live like you like it. Where else, should, where else should he take him? Out to El Centro? I don't say anything about El Centro. Well, goddamn. He's a goddamn winner. You're gonna live by the beach or not? IB's a cheap place to live by the beach. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Here's the other thing too. Go ahead. If you live in IB. Okay. Yeah. You're gonna have to find somebody else to do your landscaping because my man Ryan Barkley's got a beautiful young baby. I'm not sending him down there. Okay. If you want to know about Barkley landscaping, yeah. go to the website, look at all the pictures, cut them out, blow them up big, and then put them over your back window, and it'll almost be like you had Barkley landscaping. <laughs> like <a TV> set. <laughs> <laughs> Just like like uh, like how people put foil yeah. over their window. When you're doing like all kinds of crazy drugs, yeah. well, we don't want, I don't know, probably an IB, you might be. Instead of putting foil out, just get a big picture off of Ryan's website yeah. and tape that over your back patio window. It'll almost be like you have Barkley landscaping like the rest of us do. But fuck, <laughs> that's what you get for living in IB. I'm not sending him down there. God damn, he's got a beautiful young girl. All right. But we for everybody else in San Diego, pay attention. All right, Barkley Landscaping. They are the guys that sit there to fix your house up. Look, if you're tired of coming not home. Not IB. Shit, oh, a guy can only do so much. Let's, uh, the last guy was perfect. Ended up on the cross, right, Earl Bruce? <laughs> the guys at Barkley Landscaping will fix that house up for you quick. If you're tired of coming home every day and not liking the way your yard looks, you, your neighbor's sitting there giving you the stink eye going, this is ridiculous. you got to match everybody else. Let's clean this up. Barkley Landscaping, they can clean it up in a hurry. Family owned and operated for more than 35 years. Free estimates also. It's a big yes. deal right there. Free estimates. You will not pay for a thing until they basically will describe to you everything that they're going to do, what you want to have done, and everybody agrees. Barkley Landscape, and that's the place to be. Man, uh, the drought's coming back, which means if the drought's coming back, everything's going to dry out, yep. which means fire season, again, is always going to be a challenge. And it's crazy to me, Dave, that we're talking about that in February. But just prepare for it. And, and then... Yes, I, I think it's a two-layer thing with Barkley Landscaping. I think, number one, it looks great, which makes you feel better. We talked about it with Brian Curry. When you own your home, you feel great. But when you come back and you say, yeah, not only do I own it, but the yard looks great, the backyard looks great. For those Super Bowl parties, I'm going to be stoked to host people because Ryan and his staff have done an amazing job. 
but it's also going to help your property value and you know that when fire season comes around, you're going to be safe. Again, yep. it's for everybody except for IB or if you live near the Tijuana River Valley. <laughs> We're not doing anything down there. Too bad. You're the fuckers that made that decision. Don't make. Don't expect this fucking podcast to bail you out. Ryan can help you out. Retaining walls, erosion control, fencing wood, Suck vinyl. Suck a lemon. Drought tolerant triscapes. I like you're making calls. All of a sudden, you're the CEO of Barkley Landscaping. <laughs> and Brian Curry Real Estate. <laughs> now, happy plumbing. I don't know Blake well enough. Shit, I'm not sending Blake down there either. IB? God damn. I wouldn't even buy a bottle of water in IB, much less turn the water on. Bullshit. Not sending him down there. What? Give him a hepatitis shot? Not doing that. Here we go for Ryan at Barkley Landscape at 619-669-8000. At 619-669-8000. Jesus. Yeah, they're all good guys. <laughs> they're not getting any. You're just looking out for everybody. I am. All right, I got not it. Not getting anybody hepatitis. <laughs> just because you fucking dummies that live down there. Hoping that they bring John from Cincinnati back when your claim uh, for ripped fame. That, they ripped that hotel motel down. Yeah, when your claim to fame is two things. We have the highest per capita murder rate on Palm Avenue, and they filmed John from Cincinnati yeah. here. Yeah, you can fucking suck a lemon. <laughs> We're not doing any Look shit. at Ed O'Neill. That, that's a trivia Was question. Was Ed O'Neill in that yeah, show? Yeah, Ed O'Neill went from John in Cincinnati, got canceled, and got a show called Modern Family. Things worked out for Ed. Should Ed O'Neill be more embarrassed that he was in John from Cincinnati, or he's the voiceover guy for the Walmart Cell phone service. Shit, straight I didn't talk. even know that. Is that right? I didn't even well, know Well, I don't that. know. Shit. I, oh. Maybe Straight Talk Wireless is great. Yeah. I, I shouldn't give him any shit. What do I know? <laughs> I just was laughing because I'm like, God damn, that's Ed yeah. O'Neill doing yeah. that spot today. How about that? Things have worked out for him. Yeah, um, that's funny. I will tell you this. I have read another chapter of Fire and Fury. I think, Dave, there is a part of me, and this is this is crazy to say. Jesus. There's a part of me where you almost come away feeling sorry for Trump. Oh, my God. How? You feel sorry for him because you realize from everybody that they're saying what they're talking about. This is not a political. And by the way, all you nervous Nellies that yeah. think he's fucking going to save the world. I said it last week. Cheer for him. You might as well. He's the only one we got. Davey, you just hear people that have known him for a long time. And how they now look? Maybe Michael Wolf, who wrote it, is completely full of shit. But the claimed, guys who are quoted in it don't claim that. He's just dismissed by everybody. He's dismissed by everybody that's dealt with him. They said he wasn't smart in business. He didn't even they write his, for bankruptcy four times. He didn't write the book Art of the Deal, which I read when I was in high school. Yeah, I thought that it. book was great. He used to quote it back to me all yeah, the time. Don't blink. Fuck, he didn't even write it. And and. <laughs> You you just come away going, uh, there's going to be a movie made about yes. this. There's going to be a movie made in 20 it's years. It's not going to be good. Sarah Palin's like, that's not going to be a good movie. Look, man, uh, it, it, it's, it ends up being a reflection on where we were as a country that a guy, I mean, it, it's the movie Dave. Yeah, where yeah. where, But it's different. Where it's just this guy... Who ran because he wanted to start a TV network? Yeah, he was going to start the Trump TV network. He's a he was living the life, and uh, and and you just go. I I wouldn't go so far to say he's a sympathetic figure. I wouldn't do that. But I think when you 
you see it, you just go, he's so fucking out of touch. He's a narcissist. He's a mess. Yeah. I mean, they say he averages lying six times a day. They said that speech he gave the day, he lied every four minutes, and he plays golf an average of once they, every three days. He spent a hundred- He's the president of the United States. It's crazy. He's been in office 300, what was the number the other night? 379 yeah. days, I think. And 140 of those days have been in Florida. Or 140 of those days have been spent at a Trump-owned property. Yep. Now, they say um, when they're talking about assigning a chief of staff, they bring up that he should have hired John Boehner. Now, the quote in the book is, who's John Boehner? Now, that's already been proven that that's not fair to Trump. That Trump did know who John Boehner was, that he had met with him. And that's where you go, well, what the fuck is that? It's a pretty big thing to act like you don't know who... Right, who the yes. Speaker of the House was at that time, but Dave, I, I, there's other shit in it where you Trump go. Trump wouldn't hire him because he cried. You know, Boehner. Yeah, yeah. You know Trump. There's no way he's hiring that. He's hiring a guy that cried. But he just all he wanted was his buddies. Yeah. He had a guy that he wanted to to be chief of staff because Trump didn't want to do anything. They yeah. said they started going through the Constitution to him, and he got bored. Fucking president. He got bored he, on that four page memo the other day. And he got bored on, yeah. <laughs> he couldn't, he he couldn't give details of that memo. No. Uh, and you just go, holy cow. I Look, it may be more of a reflection on people that voted for him than it is on him. You know, though, I give people credit, the ones who voted for him, when obviously people who voted for him have gone, man, this isn't what I thought I voted for. Yeah. And it's, his approval rating dropped. But you know, right after that speech, his approval rating went up 10 points. Well, that's so what does it say about the rest of us? 900 million people watched it, according yeah. to him. <laughs> set a, but He set a record. That was that was crazy, too. He, he wasn't even close. He was the ninth, was the ninth highest viewed... Um, a State of the Union address, and yet he has the nerve to come out. Even Fox came out and said, ah, he's full of shit. Bush in 2003 yeah. set the record. But, like, she she was full of shit. Hillary was full of shit. Yeah, but she's not the president of the United States. Who no, cares? No, I got it. But my point goes, going back to November of 2016, I, I think what it, what it feels like is because we have become such a TMZ society yeah. that I think people are just like, fuck, man, I, I don't need... Th- like, I look at it right now and I go, I'm probably the perfect age to run. But if I determine that I wanted to run. You are the perfect age to run. Yeah. I can't take Lisa Ann to the Christmas party. Oh, my God. You should. I'm much more. All of a sudden, you're passing Melania. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and all those people in the South love porn. They love it. <laughs> she'd be first lady she'd be first lady now the problem would be i'd be like you can't be filming scenes right the here office. in the oval office it's not the oral office god damn it <laughs> but come by about 8 15 yes. and yeah you never maybe know maybe you can talk me into it yes wink wink <laughs> um Yes, it is crazy. It's but crazy to times. me, because I do have my priorities set. I have two priorities in life right now. I want to go uh, to the Rainbow with Nicole Eggert. Yeah, and <laughs> and I got to make it to the Christmas party yes, for Lisa. Ann. You do. I don't have any terminal illnesses, but I'm trying yeah. to avoid getting run over by semis on the freeway. Yeah. Just to make it there. Because I don't yeah. need her fucking showing up to that thing with John Gennaro. That doesn't work for me. 
some psycho chick, you know, we talked about it last week. Jumped oh, it was all, great. Jumped all over me because of Nicole Eggert, who's a Scott Bayo fan. Yeah, I shut her and fucking... And Jeff did I shut her down. Her I didn't even see it. Jeff hammered her. And then she wrote to me, Nicole apologizing for that girl, said, I'm sorry that you're brought into this shit. There are a lot of white Why subs out there. she apologized to me? She should apologize to you. But she went after me, so she didn't feel the need, I guess, to apologize to you. But she she said, I appreciate you having my back. Well, she I don't said, know what a lot she of crazy did. people. Yeah, she, basically, I got attacked, so she felt bad I got attacked. That's, that's one. I thought Nicole yeah. Eggert was fucking great because I posted a picture of my boys at the Clipper game yesterday yeah. on Instagram. I saw that. Oh, you're a fucking weird guy. I How do you see because, that shit? No, that she liked it? That she liked it because we're friends. We're mutual friends. Yeah. So it'll say on the top, our mutual friends who liked your picture. Yeah. Nicole Eggert was the first one. I thought that was really yeah. cool. Uh, I think she's a cool person, man. Uh, I'm cheering for her. Um, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of the people she surrounds herself with, but I'm, but I'm a fan of hers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that's it. That's why uh, I'm not going to run for president because I'm not giving up my friendship with fucking Lisanne. I think it'd be fantastic. Uh, I think people will be ready for Lisanne. Neil and, and Palin, perfect. And a shout out to my man, Jordan Bean. Jordan Bean running for office in PB, uh, city council. I think he'll be great. We who's he running against? Anyone? Lori Zaff. Who? Lori okay. Zaff, who's the incumbent. I got it. And look, all those dummies should be out. Gloria should be out. Sherman you should be kidding. out. Faulkner should be out. They're all a bunch of fucking dinks. You uh, aren't kidding, man. Uh, who's that other? Chris Kate. He's yeah. a fucking dink. And that's why I think my boy Bean will be great. Yeah. And But last week, we had the best time killing Bean. Because he said he was going to make no comment after the State of the Union address. And I said, well, what the fuck are we going to do in PB now? And he, so, of course, the next day, just as I predicted, he fucking called me. He goes, look, stupid. The other people running for this seat, we're all going to do it. He goes, I didn't want to waste anybody's time. Yeah. I go, well, shit, I like that. He goes, did you? So, uh, a strong endorsement yes, for my man, I, Jordan Bean. He's the guy. Well, obviously, we want to cl- clean house all across San Diego County. Oh, and then my final thing, Dave, we're going to end with a fuck you of the day. And okay. my fuck you of the day goes to my boy Pete in Point Loma, who was so funny last week with all his radio bullshit, writing that 97.3 was going to be the game. It was going to be Cilio in the morning. And it was going to be Tom Likas in the afternoon. Here come all these big announcements. Dave and I worked with Likas at Free FM. Tom would get so fucked up the night before <laughs> that he they couldn't talk. The next, his voice was, remember that? Yeah, yeah. Fucking the room voice is was jet shot. black. Yep. Couldn't look at anybody. Yeah. He's five foot six. Yeah. Looked like Paul Williams. He did look like Paul Williams. That's a great call. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like Paul Williams. So uh, my fucking boy, Pete Point Loma, running wild, leisure bolts, jerking off to Twitter, reading all this shit. So Lycus goes, I got a major announcement coming up on Friday. I go, fucking A. Maybe Pete nailed it. Who yeah. knows? Tom Lycus announces he's retiring later this year. Oh, okay. Look at shit, that. How'd that go? Yeah, Pete. Pete. But he got in there. He took a couple yeah, hacks in the cage. A couple hacks. He sat there and basically mapped out everything that was going on. Well, I will laugh if they end up. Now, what I heard was, <clears throat> what I've heard is Cilio is going to be the midday show, wherever this is going. And you know what? I, I will say this, too. 
I think it doesn't matter to any of you guys, but believe me, Dave and I have gone through this a few times. We went through it at 800. Um, at KFMB, we went through it too. And at Free FM. When your station is dead in the water, like like nineties, like energy's yep. dead right now. It's a shitty feeling, man. It's a shitty feeling. And Sonic does the morning show. I don't know the girl who's with him, but I believe Sonic was in our building when we were at iHeart one of those times. I think the first time he was at nine three three. I feel okay. like we know him or we've crossed paths with him, and he's a good dude. Beto, Beto Perez who does afternoons over there at energy. Um, when Dave and I were doing Fox sports radio, we could never get the fucking board to connect. Beta would come and bail us out all the time. No kidding. Fucking really good dude. He could be fucked in this whole thing. Um, Ashley from rock one Oh five that you knew on the show, uh, who Dave and I love great person. She left. I don't know why she left Rock 105, whether it was her choice or the station determined. But she went over there, and she's been doing fill-in work on 97.3. I don't know how this affects her, um, but they're good people. And and the problem with the radio business is we we need to look out for them, as you and me and people that have been on the air, because unfortunately in that building what's going to happen is at some point they're all going to be cut loose, at 10 a.m., and it's like, hey, you know, we're we're so sorry to see you go, and you're like, fuck, man, yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do tomorrow. Do I have to get Cobra? How long do I have a severance package? Fuck, what happens? And in that building where everybody's so sympathetic for you, at least you think, as soon as you get out, they're pulling everything down from yep. energy. And they're pinning up the new banners. Maybe Pete's right. Maybe it is 97.3 the game. And at fucking 1 o'clock, while your head's scrambling and you're trying to figure out what's going on, fuck, they're all having champagne and cake and welcoming exactly. the Tom Likuses of the world or the, or the Dave and Jeffs or the, or the silly. We're not going there. I'm just yeah. saying, uh, i just using it as an example. Stacy Taylor was great to me, has always been great to me. When Dave and I went to 1360 the first time, we had to replace him. When Dave and I went back to 1360, we had to replace Ben and Chris. When we went to 1090, we replaced Scott and Billy Ray. These are guys that at different levels have all been very important to us in our career. At KFMB, we replaced Hank. Yep. Um, it, it's shitty, man. It, it's just shitty, and it's a grind, and it's part of the business. That's why I don't have any issues with Nick. I, w- I swear to God, there are days I wish Nick would just fucking track some of these uh, keyboard tough guys down. Just beat the fucking shit out of you. <laughs> he would beat the fucking shit out of 95% of you. And and I'm probably, I'd probably say 98% of you. He would beat the fucking shit out of you if he got a hold of you and if he was that kind of guy. But he's not. Um, I wish he'd beat the fucking shit out of you. <laughs> Um, yeah, he'd go. He'd be like John Wick. All of a sudden, he just goes crazy <laughs> yes. in San Diego County. Because I don't. I if if I had to lose a job, yeah, I hated losing the 1090 job to Saw because Saw's a douche. I I didn't want to stay and work with Saw, but hearing Saw come on that show, Saw was a douche. Um, losing the KFMB job at, to Kraska that time, we hated Kyle at that time. Yep. I hated that. 
Um, Free FM, we lost it to Sophie. That was fucking bullshit to lose it. Sophie? Yeah. Give me a break. But at, at 1360, this time, losing to Nick and Judd, I didn't. I like those guys. I like those guys to this day. I like Judd and I like Nick. Um, but but I just I, I feel bad for the guys at Energy right now because they're they're about to get kicked in the head. And this is the final thing, Dave, from me. Um, I also want to say that I appreciate Joe Barksdale. Joe Barksdale in this show had a bit of a run-in because Joe Barksdale got upset with us because I said in a tweet that if Joe spent as much time on his game as he did trying to get onto TV, he would be a Pro Bowl player. I believed it at the time. I still yeah. believed it. I thought the article in the LA Times where Joe talked about the fact that he has been suicidal and has dealt with depression, something that we've talked about, we take very seriously on this show, was incredibly uh, brave for Joe to write. And Joe to talk about. Yeah, I didn't see it. I bounced it. I didn't read it. Man, he talked about a situation where he missed a game, um, and and he had been out, and he wanted to play in the Jacksonville game this year. They told him he wasn't going to play, and he went home, and he he had a knife in his hand that he had sharpened, and he was ready to commit suicide. And his wife talked him out of it. And I just uh, not we didn't know him. Yeah. I just said if you if you focus more on your game than you do getting on TV, you're going to be great. And he blocked it. But he had talked about the fact um, that he had been an abused kid and that he has dealt with depression and that he has had suicidal thoughts through his life. Yeah. And he felt like if he was open about it and he talked about it, that he would hope that he would help other people. And I respect anybody who does that. And uh, I just I, I thought that was incredibly brave of Joe. And uh, just because, like I said, we, we've kind of taking some shots at him in the past but but i thought that was incredibly brave and and good for him you know it's interesting with social media because even i'll tell my kids and you'll probably have a conversation with your kids too on what to do with social media and how to handle social media yeah when you're a public figure like joe you could tell because i could write something to joe on twitter and i could be critical and i was critical of joe the chargers game at atlanta the last time they went and played at the georgia dome it was mm -hmm. about a year ago two years ago and he, he looked at that thing within five minutes of him walking off the field. And I was like, Jesus, man, are you fucking serious? Yeah. You're going to run to your phone before you take off your shoulder pads and jump in yeah. the shower. And you're that concerned about what other people think. And yeah, he blocked me after that. But I just was like, man. And you think about it, where you think Joe is. He's a big, giant guy. But Joe's younger than you and me. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he's a kid. And I always call everyone that's younger than me a kid because I feel even at my age, I go, I'm still growing up. I still don't know as much as I thought I know. I always say it. At, uh, at 18, I was the smartest guy on the planet. Mid-40s, uh, yeah. I don't know shit. And so you sit there and you, you go through the, the whole process. But I tell my kids, stop looking at, especially my, my older one who was at Alabama, stop looking at this stuff. Yeah. You know, you lose a game to Clemson and you didn't even play in the game. But yet, the people you thought you were close to just kill you on, on Twitter. And I said, tell Mike Pomerantz to fuck off. <laughs> no, my, my, Mike's the most joker at it. He went to Clemson. He's the only guy that can talk. But don't be so concerned about what other people think. Worry about your friends, your family, those guys right there that are going to be on your side, and they're going to be truthful with you on what your next move should be. Don't pay attention to everybody else, because they will kill you. They'll bring you down. You mentioned the Tom Brady thing at the beginning. Yeah. If anyone's life is going in the right direction, it's Tom Brady, yet he's, get, <laughs> he's getting killed. You know, He's yeah. getting killed. And, and I just thought Joe talked about it as a young kid that it was one of the issues because it cost his family that didn't have a lot of money, a lot of money to feed him, a lot of money to clothe him. 
he was picked on because of his size, and it had been a thing. Yep. And uh, look, man, I, I, I don't know what that life is like for him. But I, again, I didn't feel like I made. I'm glad it he any- shared the story. Yeah, I'm, I didn't think anything I said was personal or derogatory. I felt like it at the time. I felt like if you worried, because he was always trying yeah. to get on TV. But but anybody that is that brave as Joe was to tell that story, you go, fuck, man, we should celebrate. Again, we should celebrate guys like that and encourage Joe to be great and say, hey, man, yep, good on you. Keep fighting the good fight. We'll cheer for you. Um, because yeah, yeah, we got to cheer for guys like that, anybody. And that's what I always say in social media. If you are dealing with it, we get it. We understand it. Dave's dealt with it. I've dealt with it. We've been through a lot. We have your back. We may not know you. If we cross paths with you, it doesn't matter. Reach out on social media. If you feel like you need a friend, anybody that is nice enough to listen to this fucking shitty podcast, <laughs> believe me, whatever Dave could do for you. Don't ask me to MC. CS's memorial because I'm not going to fucking do that. I'm not going to get fucking 500 flyers made. I'm not doing that shit. No security. Fuck that. No Isley Brothers. Yeah, I was just going to say, who the fuck? No Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. God damn. Did fucking Ricky Bell from New Edition die? Jesus Christ. It's like Johnny Gill died. Give me a fucking break. I swear to God. It's just like, stop uh, stop making it too much. Oh, my gosh. Just, we'll get funny. together. We'll pull out a little fucking Belvedere in tribute to him. It'll be great. But if you are fucking, why would anybody call you or me? They're like, you know what? Why the fuck? You're like, you know what? We're going to go- thank you, Dave and Jeff, for, for that's exactly what I need for you two guys to Kick me in my little nuts. That's what everybody asked the other day when my kid went to the ER. Did you finally snap and kick him in his little nuts? No, I didn't, but I told him I might. He fucking threw up on me. I told him, you throw up in my new car. Is that you told I go, I'm going to fucking punch you right in your little eye. <laughs> I never, yeah, I've never spanked my kids. I couldn't. No, the, the, hell, I, with me, I used to just give well, them the stare. I'm always talking about kicking them in their little nuts yeah. or punching know, them in their little eyes. I know, but it's funny because if yeah. you actually did it, you would never say that stuff. I no. just gave them the John Gruden stare, oh, and that was enough. They don't pay attention to that shit either. <laughs> that was, no. For me, that was it. It worked right there. You just sit and you stare them down. You go, all right, hell, they're going to do anything. Yeah, that's oh. it. But now, wait, wait your kids, kids get to be older. It's coming back to you. Trust me, I'm living it's it right now. It's a disaster. It's, it's a already damn, coming back. It's a damn disaster. It comes between, back every day, yeah. <laughs> between going in the restroom and he's yelling at his kidney stones screaming at the top of his lungs uh so that's it how long do we go ah that was an hour and 54 minutes jesus christ i came yeah. down here tonight because yeah. i got a long day tomorrow there will not be a podcast tomorrow i gotta go to la tomorrow are you going back to la yeah i gotta go back for take care of a family thing tomorrow but i'll try to be back on tuesday night all right again. we'll knock it we'll knock it out. i want to ask you a little bit about the hall of fame as well and and some of the things going on in the NFL, and of course Major League Baseball, just around the corner now. Spring training, just just a little bit more than a week away. Spend two minutes on this, then we'll be done. Uh, can you believe the fucking nerve of that fucking pussy agent that came out the other day, bullshitting about how angry the players are when JD Martinez has a hundred million dollar yeah. contract Boo-hoo. in Hosmer? Boohoo! <laughs> Fuck that guy. Well, yeah, I I'm a hundred percent on the owner's side too. of this. Who gives a shit how much revenue they're making? These fucking guys. Are out of control. It's a trickle-down effect. You have to rein it in. Dave, in my opinion, the way the NBA has been reined in, the way the NFL has been reined in, where you look at it, and if you end up being a player 
that is a Steph Curry-type player or you end up being a player that is a Tom Brady-like player, then you will get your money. Kevin Durant gets your money. But this Sam Bradford doesn't fucking deserve Tom Brady money. I'm sorry, J.D. Martinez, in my opinion, is not a $130 million player. Eric Hosmer is not a $140 million player. I don't know that Manny Machado is a $130 million player. If you want to tell me Bryce Harper. Mike Trout. Mike Trout, Kershaw, some of these guys are. There's no fucking way Will Myers is worth the money that he got paid. And Will Myers would be on the low end of this scale. Bullshit, It's called being an owner. That's why you should have a chance to make the most, and that's why you're taking the biggest risk. I think that agent, did he and the players a major disservice? That blew up right in his face. When all those agents came out crying and the fans were like, they killed that guy. They should have. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. And the problem is Scott Boris. Because if Scott Boris accepted a deal for for uh, J.D. Martinez or Hosmer or Arietta or or the Darvish money that's out there, then the other Alex Cobb's going to sign and other guys are going to exactly sign. Right. But I I just thought that the other day where this guy's fucking crying the yeah. blues about how bad it is. If Hosmer is being offered a three year deal for twelve million, then I'm then I hear you a hundred percent. But we said it last right. It's, this is not Tim Raines. This is not collusion. No, it isn't. Not even close. And when the fans support the owners instead of the players. You're in trouble. And we talked about it just, uh, we told the story to you about two weeks ago. About the couple that lives in a one-bedroom apartment that yeah. loves going to games that can't afford to park in the stadium parking no. lot and has to buy food before coming in. But yet, the, every last dime they have is spent to go watch you play. And you're going to complain you have a $100 million contract on the table? Come on. Yeah. No, he, he it, talked. Why don't we start a GoFundMe page for uh, for JD Martinez? Yeah, and and then this real quick too. Somebody asked me, uh, John Conniff asked me, how come teams like the Padres don't buy their own radio station? I got to do all these right now, or I'll never fucking remember to bring them up. I thought it was a great question. John said, how come teams don't buy their own radio station? Here's why: because the Minnesota Twins a couple years ago bought an FM station. They they dubbed it KTWN. And it was a colossal disaster. They hired a friend of ours named Mike Steele, who's a great guy to be a program director. He didn't know what the fuck to put on that air. They couldn't handle it as an FM sports station, which is one of the concerns, I think, for Intercom here. Because there's only so much compelling programming that you can put out. We're a one-team market. They only had the Twins. So they tried to do sports talk, but they had level three guys because everybody was on... Uh, the other two sports stations, plus there's a, a third station um, where guys work. So then they try to be music and sports. It never fucking worked. The Twins are selling the radio station, and this year they're going back to WCCO, which has been their legendary yeah. station. KMOX in St. Louis with the Cardinals, WABC with the Yankees or wherever they've been, uh, KNBR with the Giants is a perfect example. It's a wonderful relationship for the team because the team makes a shitload of money. They're promoted all day the way the Padres were on 1090. The Padres, when they were on 1090, it was talked about all day long. Now, I understand they may not have liked Cilio and they may not have liked Scott, but at least it was Padre baseball all day long. That's going to be one of the challenges for what they're going to do at Intercom. Now, they can't go 94-9 anymore because Dana and Jason can't fucking talk baseball. 
And then when you're trying to play alternative rock throughout the day and then go to baseball, it's an e-break. It didn't work. But this idea that they may try to go guy talk, that to me I think is a weird thing too because it's going to be like, hey, who's got the best tits? Don't forget, (laughs) coming up, it's the Clayton Richards show. You're like, what? (laughs) So that's the challenge. But why don't teams own radio stations because radios john moore's owns 1090 the feeling is that john wants out because it costs too much money to lease the tower in mexico that's why i look at that and i go well fuck they could be in trouble 1360 could be in trouble because iheart's in trouble i don't know but if you feel like why do they keep doing it because you always feel like you can do it better you feel like i can get better compelling programming I have a better signal, and I've got the Padres, and they're getting good, and they feel like it's a marriage. I think we should cheer for stations like Intercom, not laugh at them, because better stations makes the product better. 1360 is not a good product. 1090 struggles. I'm sorry. I love Darren Smith. There's way too much Jordan Carruth on that show. He should never be on the air, other than an update guy, and I like Jordan a lot. You don't need your fucking update guy to be a third person. Marty talks way too much on that show, and I'm a fan of Marty. But Marty is a very talented producer. She is not a talented talk show host, in my opinion. She has a very good skill set, and for what she has accomplished in that market, she should be respected. I do. I respect her. My opinion, Dave, she's on the air way too much. It's the Darren Smith show. if, If you want little doses of Marty, hey, Marty, what's going on? Or little door, little doses of Jordan. In my opinion, that's it. But God, he lets those two talk so much, it chases me away, and I never come back. Well, that's a show he creates. It's but his show. He, am I wrong on that? No, well, you and I would do it different. But the deal is it's his show. It's Scott his name on the Ray show. let Linda talk too much. Well, that's what, again, that's and their, I love Linda. their name's on the show. And they That's what they decide. That's what works for them. Why Nick and Judd yeah. put Scraby on? Scraby yeah. should never be on the air. Why yeah. Hartman and Costa let that fucking goof, they're bored out that Brent kid on the air. That fucking kid, I, I just stay the fuck on that <laughs> side of the wall. I don't get it. Why Ernie's? It's just the whole fucking thing. It's so lazy, the programming. If you can't come in and give me three hours of of material as a talk show host, then get the fuck out. I will find somebody who can do it. But all these guys that want to be Dan and they figure, hey, our board ops really entertain. No, he's not. He's really not. I'm I'm at work all day at a job, and I get in the car at 12, and I'm like, this guy fucking sucks. Well, you and I have been doing this a long time. Where we were behind the mic, and you're done. You turn it off, and you're going, hey, that was a good show. But you know what? It might not have been a good show. In your mind, you're thinking, I did the best I possibly could, so I think I did but a good show. But we just went two hours straight. Yeah. We didn't need Scraby. No. We didn't need Marty. Two hours straight need- with no commercials, basically. We went three commercials, and we knocked them out. We were talking about commercial breaks every 12 minutes. Yeah, it's lazy. It's it's lazy. As I used to say all the time to anybody, and it could be Darren, it could be anyone, not a shot at anyone, but anyone does a radio show, my opinion, where your name is on the show, and you can't entertain, and you can't fill three-hour shows every single day, which is easy when you're taking breaks. Comes yeah. out to about an hour and 40 minutes. That's yeah. about it. We just gave you a, a, easily a, a huge block of programming. It's not that hard to do with this. But what your you do PDs for a living. suck too. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not the host. I don't blame the host. I blame the PDs for because the, they don't step in and say your name's Off. on the show. As you just said a second ago, you can't give me three hours. Get the fuck out. Get out. But I that, got people that want it. your gig. 
And look, I hate talking about 1360 or 1090 because it, I don't want people to say, oh, you guys are bitter. That's not what not, I, I'm I like all those guys. I'm a listener. I'm a fan yeah. of radio. I'm a listener. I want to be entertained. I will listen to Colin Coward three hours a day. I will listen to his whole show, even though he'll repeat at 11 o'clock what he just did at 9 o'clock hour. I will listen to a show because I like the way he turns things. Whether I agree with or not, it entertains me. If, if you can entertain me, I'm there. I don't care who yeah. you are. Look, it doesn't matter to me if 1360 kills it, if 1090 kills it at this point. We are friends in both buildings, but you want to be entertaining, and I'm just looking for an entertainment factor. And I wonder, for a lot of those guys, is it because the Padres are the only thing to talk about and the Aztecs stink? Or is the Chargers gone? Why can't these people entertain? Why can't they incorporate a little bit of the national stuff with the local stuff to make it entertaining every day? Uh, incorporate everything. So, so to the point where you're going to put guys on there who don't belong on there is what you're saying, and that's what they do. It's bad. Yeah. It's, well, the ratings it, show it's bad, unfortunately. Yeah. Because as you and I as sports fans first, someone's going to disappear if they both don't disappear. Yeah. And then we don't have anything. We no, don't have any I, sports stations. And I don't cheer for that. No, we don't. Want, we just talked about it. You don't want to see guys lose their jobs. None of those guys. I'm with you 100% on that. I want to be that. great. I want, I want to tune yeah. in and go, fuck, this is great. This is good. I like these guys. Yes. If if I'm not working in the market, um, which is funny because I had a buddy of mine say to me the other day, there is more buzz regarding the podcast because it's just real and it's raw. We don't have to answer to anybody than anything we did commercially. I, I took that as a really nice uh, tribute. But I, I cheer for Judd and Nick and Steve and Mike and um, and, and Darren yeah. especially. Um, and, and, and I like Kaplan and Billy Wright. But I, I find too much shit that just, as a consumer, that fucking chases me away. And I, I would be what's described as your P1. Yes, absolutely. But you want to be entertained in anything you do. You just talked about, the t- you started the podcast out with the TV show, This Is Us. Oh, you awful. weren't entertained. No, it was awful. You won't, you won't come back. No, and you know, I, I laugh too that everybody was so upset about the John and AG thing. I found that fascinating because those two fucking mullions are so fucking clueless. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And and I've said, I I understand the Charger fan point of view much more today than I probably did when they left because I knew it was coming and you feel like watching that train wreck that's going to, we knew it was going to happen. And anytime we talked about it on the air, people said, stop with your scare tactics. Like, fuck, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm telling you, this fucking team's leaving. Ah, enough of your bullshit. <laughs> When I when I listened to those two guys the other day, yeah, I, I don't know why anybody wouldn't have went and got them and just said, "I'm going to fucking expose these assholes." Troy Hirsch and Nick and all your fucking bullshit about, oh, I would have turned that down. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, you fucking self-serving motherfuckers. Oh, Troy Hirsch, enough of your bullshit, dude. Save it, okay? Save it. Uh, for any of you fucking guys in this market, and I'm talking every, and you know what? You can fucking call me if you got a fucking problem. Any one of you that think you're more fucking important or you know what the audience were, that I would have said, you give me those motherfuckers right now because I'm going to tell them, wink, wink, I'm playing the game by their rules and I'm going to fucking exactly. cut their nuts off. Yeah. I let me do what I do. I Just will, get him in the door. I'll fucking kill him because John Spanos thinks he's smarter than me. He's not. And AG is as dumb as it fucking yeah. gets. Come sit here in my fucking dojo. Yeah. I'll fucking own you. But Troy Hirsch is above that. Or Ben Higgins is. Fuck Ben Higgins. <laughs> Enough. 
Dude, I like all you guys. You have such a Derek Togerson. You guys all have such a fucking inflated sense of of self-importance in this town. Fuck you. Do what you should have done. Say, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to bring him in. Yeah, exactly. We'll we'll do it great. And guess what? Once it's out, it's out. There's only going to be one bad guy at the end of the interview. Yeah. I would have just talked to him and and said, right now, how how are you viewed in San Diego? Because once the mic goes on, you can agree to anything you want. I'm asking the fucking yeah. questions ma- here. Let, make them walk out. Take their headphones out and walk out. And, th- yeah. and then you know what? They would look like the fools. Yeah. I, I work for the yes. people that listen to this show. Anybody who takes the time to listen. I work for you. I don't work for yeah. John and AG. None of that surprised me, though. Did it surprise you? Uh, what? The guys in this y- town? They think they're out? All pussies, dude. Yeah, they are. You're all a they bunch are. of pussies. You're all a bunch of fucking pussies. The only one Marty tried... But Marty's not, a, Marty's not somebody that can conduct an interview. And the other problem with Marty was, but I like Marty because Marty went for it. Marty got emotional. You guys have to go back to, and when I'm talking about the audience, Eric Grubner said it, or Eric Grubman from the NFL yes. said it to Bernie Miklas, and we hit the point every day on our talk show. When Bernie Miklas from St. Louis said, and, and talked about the fan base. Eric Rubman very casually said, Bernie, you're getting emotional. Yep. You can't get emotional in business decisions. And you can't get emotional in interviews because the other guy wins. Marty loved that team from her soul. And I get it why she got emotional. But when she got emotional, your voice starts to crack. You lose it. Yep. But I would have said, come in here, sit down. Sure, we'll play the game. And then once the mic goes on, fuck you. We'll play the game the way I play. It's my fucking show. It's not the John and AG show. And if you're such a pussy, you can't sit here and talk about it, then get the fuck out. We're a better city that you're gone, you fucking nitwit. <laughs> you fucking premature, balding little pussies. Fuck you. All right, Dave, I got to go. <laughs> you can follow Jeff at Jeff Dotson. You can follow me at Dave Pally. Okay. I would not have played Nick and all his bullshit. Oh, I'm not. Well, th- nobody asked me. Oh, okay. Well, that's where it ends right there. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Dave. <laughs> Just stop. You know, I have to tell you. Now, Giselle didn't ask me to go to the game with her. Oh, okay. But if she did, I would have said no. Yeah, but she didn't ask. Well, true. <laughs> <laughs> fucking self-serving dicks. Fuck all you guys. You fucking. You're in market 27, for Christ's sake. Stop acting like you're fucking David Muir. You fucking dipshits. We'll talk to you in two days. <laughs> <laughs>